Come on, everybody get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. Miss Lissa knows. It's the Premium Pete Show. She said, my name is Renee. I said, I got a whole lot to say. So can I walk you to the, the subway? She said, if you want. So, yo, we started talking. I brought two francs and two drinks and we, we began, began walking. walking. I had to see where her head was at because her gear was mad fat. So we must chat about this, this and, and that. that. She told me what she was in school for. She wants to be a lawyer. Uh. In other words, Shorty studies law. Ch- I told Shorty, I'm a writer. And while she's looking for a token, she dropped a package of the Easy Wider. <laughs> covers her mouth with a name ring. I said, yo, the sweat the technique, Shorty Rock. I, I do, do the same. Same thing. Except I use Philly blunts. She said, I never fuck with Philly blunts because I heard that was silly stunts. I said, nah, they burn slowly. Right now, I don't know you, but maybe later on, I could get to show you. I get all love is the Lord that I live by. Day by day, I wonder why my shorty had to die. Yep. Uh, uh, hey, uh, yo, that's Renee, my let me, shit. Let me tell you something. All my life, after I heard that song, I was never fucking with Renee. Why? Because, no, no, no. What I mean is I never had a Renee. Oh, and they inspired me to get a Renee. And I had a Renee. That's a girl from uh, the Bronx that was in uh, Gun Hill Road. And she was so beautiful. And she was everything that they said she was. You know that's a real a real story, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Cheeks, like, his girl really passed away, was really murdered. Like, that's a real-life ghetto tale. I mean, listen, you know, just because uh, it, it's not told in a movie theater doesn't mean it's a real tale. No, he said it was real. What no, no, I'm, I'm saying it's a ghetto tale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, that's what it is. But anyway, listen, Internets, we're back. Another episode. Yes. Um, Listen, I'm glad that you're on time. Don't see. I knew that this was going to happen. I knew that, like, you were going to treat it as though I was some kind of repeat offender. That was yes. an isolated incident. Of course, I was on time. I have to put up the mugshot picture. I can't put up a nice picture of you in a dress heading to Atlantic City. You know? Why? I don't know. Who knows what the fuck you were doing that night? <laughs> I, was, I fell asleep. You guys saw the picture, which I told Chris, don't be just putting up my photos with my hood on. Well, well for those I don't know, let me tell you something about Chris, okay? He's the uh, videographer and the photographer for the Premium Pete Show. Um, first of all, he's done a great job so far. You know, I mean, he has you looking good out here, right? Uh, no? <laughs> For the most part, I have to, like, you know, go through the pictures and delete the ones I don't want. And I can only imagine the photos that he has that aren't out. Like the Who knows? Who knows? The ones he's taking when you're yeah. not looking, you know, of uh, that backside, that Georgia peach. I don't trust him. Uh, 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 listen, you, you got to trust him because he's part of the team. But, you know, the one thing funny about uh, Chris, I will say, is that, you know, when we met him and he, he came off like he was a very humble Muslim brother. Right. Then all of a sudden we went for fucking bacon one day. He's like, yeah, I'll take an order, <laughs> you know. I was like, what the fuck kind of Muslim is this? Is fuck? Dating white women. Yeah, you know, fucking, you know, not using the oils, you know. Like- yeah, and I had, like, to meet Chris for something and... I'm waiting for Chris, and Chris is all like, yeah, like I'm around the corner. And 15 minutes later, he still did not meet up with me. What? And then I like hit him up like, Chris, like, what's going on? Like, you're, you said you were here already. She's, he's like, oh, I stopped to get my hair cut. I'm almost there, though. I mean, he's just finishing for, wait, up. Wait, you took for a job interview? No, this is, no, this is a different story. 
this this is he's a repeat offender. See this, this Chris. See he came off. Let me tell you something. I mean I do like first of all internet. Head on over to the YouTube channel of Premium Pete Show. Subscribe. There's a lot of videos on there. The kid does dope work. Yes he does. And he's and he's a respected shooter. He's a good photographer. Yeah and follow him on Instagram. His Instagram is brother. Christopher, you can like follow Premium Pete, and then you'll see we'll always tag him and stuff. But at the same time, he came off, like I said, as a good, uh, you know, Sunday church Mm-mm. or Sunday Bible study yes, Muslim us. brother, and he has tricked us because I remember when Ramadan was going on, and <laughs> and he was sitting there eating fucking White Castle or saying, you know, or, yeah, or, like or he burnt. had like a different Ramadan yeah. than the rest. Yeah, of Yeah, I was Muslims. like, yo, uh, you know, the sun didn't go down yet. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not doing it today. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yo, he honestly, did. yo, I don't trust I don't trust people who say that they're Muslim, right? And that you know they'll tell their other Muslim brothers that they don't eat bacon and then in, in you know when when they're around other people, you know what I'm saying? They they eating all that bacon. They 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 ain't listening to the Bible study. They're they not say, picking up that Quran. No, no, and and they're not even respecting the Iman. Right. Know? And I'll tell you one thing, the reason why I even know about Imams, and I want to say that I love Imams. Hold, hold on, I want to explain. No, 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 no. No, no. What do you mean Chanel? Iman. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Muslim. Uh, Chris, an Iman is exactly, what is the uh, title of an Iman? Priest. Yeah, he's a Muslim priest. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, let me I'm explain this to you, me. and for those internets that don't know. When, many years ago, when I was a knucklehead and got locked up, obviously many people know about that, you know, but I changed the life, my life around. People know about that shit. And I was in, I'll never forget, I was in Rikers, and I was stuck there for, year, for uh, a couple of months. Because I had to go upstate and do my bid, but I was stuck there. My grandmother passed away when I was there. Damn. And uh, I was very upset. And I, I remember trying to go downstairs. And, you know, I'm Catholic, speaking to the priest. And trying to somehow have them bring me to my grandmother's funeral to pay my respects. Do you know the priest never even did nothing for me? So later on, I was speaking, you know, and, and I think you know my style, and the internet who are listening who know me know my style. I vibe with a lot of people. Right. And a lot of the Muslim brothers, they brought me down to the Iman, and I told them my story. I told them about my grandmother. I gave all the information. You know, they can't tell you what's going to happen because you'll plan ahead of time. Right. Like if you get on a jack or something, you know what I mean? So uh, all of a sudden, my cell opened, and they're like, come on. And like everyone in the in, in the cell, like who gave me a Lacoste shirt to hold, a brand new one. I had a aviator jacket. Like I went there, but the only thing that was said was when I went there, they had to bring me before anybody came there. So there was three people who escorted me. Now keep in mind, I'm a non-violent offender. If any internets want to know, the smaller idea is I was in there for drugs and hustling. Right. Um, but what I'm saying is they had me um, shackled. From, uh, you know, arms to legs. And so they went in that funeral parlor and, you know, it was, a, you know, it was, it, it was a weird um, feeling to be in there like that and, um, you know, have them look at me and people would hug me. They would come over like, don't hug her like that. That's too much hug. We can't see you. <laughs> Say, all right, motherfucker, calm yeah, down. people up. I'm in here for fucking, you know, for that. <clears throat> you know, I'm not, I'm, I ain't right. kill nobody. You know what I mean? Well, allegedly. But, um. Anyway, I guess the point I'm making the email, shout out to the shout out to all the great Muslim brothers and sisters. And I really, really appreciate um, you know, that they gave me a chance and really just look, looked at me as somebody who really just wanted to go see their grandmother because they passed away. And also understand, especially all these Donald Trump fuckheads and all these <laughs> white people don't understand. Muslims are religion. Right. It's not a nationality where people look at them like it's fucking nine eleven. Right. It's a religion, you fuck. So do your fucking homework. Do your Googles and go to Wawa and get your gas pumped, okay? But um, 
back when I'm saying that, anyway, shout out to, we spent too much time talking about fucking Chris. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to actually sit here and tell him like I'm going to retire like Bow Wow. But any, <laughs> but anything, one thing I do want to say too, moving from that is um, this week um, on Monday was one year of Sean Price passing away. And it's amazing, you know, how much time has flown by already. Damn. And, you know, Internet's our second episode that we ever did um, was with Bernadette Price. And we had Drew Ha call in and we had uh, um, Buckshot call in and Dallas Penn call in to share moments and memories. And, you know, I just I know Sean Price through Dallas Penn for many years. We became real cool. Um, we used to just really share fatherhood, sneakerhood, um, everything like, you know, food, you know, yeah. I, any, anything I was involved in, he got involved in. Like when I created Sneaker 2 back in the day, he made a page. You know what I mean? Like anything I did, he was involved in. You got to eat this. He was submitting food, you know. And, you know, I just really appreciate him as a brother and I miss talking to him on a level like that and it's been a year so you know i just want to send love and uh blessings to bernadette and little sean p yeah. and the whole duck down family and his daughter is so adorable so cute yeah little sean price yeah she's so cute so she's got such so much so much uh, Her personality uh, yeah, like she's a superstar and i want to give a shout out to bernadette as well i follow her on instagram i met her through you yeah and she's a lovely lovely lady so may she just be at peace and just find like a a point where she can try to, you know, move forward because I know it's hard for her. Like, yeah. Every day, every day, she I can even see her losing weight still. Like yeah, it's not the same. So. But she's repping. She's repping Sean, and and you know I know they're putting out an album soon. So you know yeah. we'll, we'll know, and definitely when that comes out, you know she come back around and let the internet know about that shit. But most definitely, you know Sean probably is looking at us down now, right now and be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but <laughs> Sean, I, I love you, brother Snackavelli. We here. Um, but back to back to you. Um, you know just. Moving along another episode. Last episode was real dope. I really enjoyed it. I love that episode. Yo, how did you like Ruperto? I thought that he was amazing. And he's just like a Funny motherfucker, Like, right? he's like out of the box funny. Like, he's like a hidden gem. And I could definitely appreciate you for bringing him on. Like, it was a great idea. I'm so sad that I was so late. But I'm happy to have had the moment that I did have with him. Because he's hilarious. And he needs more exposure. And just more and more and more. Like, I know that he's, like, done stuff with Prince. And having Robin Williams open up for him. But, like, when you go. When I went to his social media, I was like, what? Like, he should have, like, a quadrillion followers. And he's just, like, the, like, how I always say, like, Followers really don't matter. Like people get so caught up in social media, and it is a good a good thing. But at the end of the day, there are people that are doing great things, amazing things, and they don't have followers because they're not consumed with that. Well, and also they didn't move with the transition. I think you know you got to be very savvy, and you got to take the time to do that. You know, I look at somebody even like Mel D. You know, he Holly he tweets I think like once every three years. You know, and, you know, it's just, I mean, some people move with it, some people don't. You know, there's yeah. a lot of old school people who have a, a great there's following. There's a lot of new school people. I never jumped on the Twitter wave. Like, I had a Twitter account and I never tweeted. And then it wasn't until I started, like, working with you and you're, like, so, like, you have a social media presence, especially on, like, Twitter. And, like, so I was like, oh, I have to start tweeting now. So I've I've been doing it more often. But, like, yeah, like, there's just, like, those people who don't, like, catch that wave and stay stay afloat as far as, like, the social media and the new apps and the, like, even on what? Like, Instagram is now copying Snapchat well, you know, and they, they have the stories. I'll be honest with you. They got me. I, I started doing a couple of them joints already because, you know what it is? You know, for me, and I guess I like convenience. And everything's all in one place. I really didn't go to Snapchat because it was like too much. I'm already doing this. I'm already doing that. It's just too much for me. 
But um, you know, I like I like it. I fuck with it. I mean, they probably they really kind of ripped them off, but yeah, like you know, Melania Trump did to, to um, um, Michelle Obama. Yeah, like yeah. exactly that. Yeah, you know. But shout out to Wiggy Wiggy Trump. Um, you know, he's all, he's over there all fucked the fuck up. Um, I see. Yeah, I, I I sometimes I sit back and I watch these fucking news things with him, and I'm mm-hmm. like, Yo, this guy is fucking burnt. You know what I mean? Like, just the way he even just carries himself. But whatever. I didn't want to talk about Trump this fucking episode. What I do want to say is shouts to Ruperto. Internet, if you haven't checked out the episode that we did uh, with Ruperto Vanderpool, we call him the Latin King of Comedy. Um, the dope episode. And, you know, we love me and Miss Lisa. That's a, a big inspiration for us is comedy. But even so, as we move throughout the catalog, and I think we're 19 episodes in, um, nobody's counting, but I guess so. But who's you... Who's counting? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, Pete contradicting Pete. Once in a while, he contradicts himself. But, <laughs> but you know, I think so far you're getting a chance to see the diversity, and that's what I love. I love that you know we got a lot of dope guests stopping by in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, and all different. And what I want, and I'll be honest with you, I think anybody who knows me, uh, listening, okay, I'm gonna say this to you, and then anybody who doesn't know me and is just listening now today. You know, I'm a type of person, I'm very, I'm a heartfelt person. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you. And if you're listening, uh, I fuck with you. And I just want you to take something. I don't want you just to sit here and only listen to me talk. That's not my style. I'm not a person like that. I want you to gain knowledge. I want Miss Lisa to say something where a woman or a man could could learn. Or like, oh, oh shit, I used to do that. Or or even for me, like, I want to be an inspiration for somebody you know, that is going through a tough time, a parent or, or, or somebody who's been away or, or, or somebody wants to become an entrepreneur or somebody who's learning. And I think that we have been able to bring people on here, not only hip-hop people, but just people who just, you know, entrepreneurs or, you know, we got athletes coming or just, um, um you know, just all... Sexologists, just, just a just different range of people. All different ranges, man. And, and, and internet, I really appreciate, you know, as we keep on growing, I really appreciate everybody who's fucking with the show. And even, like, I love seeing people on Twitter... Uh, you know, going after Miss Lissa. Y'all gotta be nicer to me. Letting her know that you want to bang her in the head with a brick and, 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 <laughs> and, and put that right in her Superman under But, um, you know, listen, it is what it is. Yo, you know what? We got to shout out, you know, uh, uh, homegirl Kia for reals, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yo, I know she just had a baby, man. I seen that on the Premium Pete Show Twitter. And I know she listens all the time. So that baby was born um, listening to the Premium Pete Show, you know? Right. So, Maybe she put a, put the headphones on her belly and let her come, let us come in, the, in, in, in her the, stomach. In the, oh, okay, okay. Well, she already... <laughs> Yeah, but she already had that come come on the stomach. That's why she was pregnant. <laughs> right. So don't don't get Kia pregnant again. She's but anyway, shout, shout out, out to, to her. Shout out to her. I remember her from the um, from the other from the show, show days. So anyway, she's a good supporter, and uh, you know, um, congratulations uh, on your seed. But what else are we talking about um, before we uh, head to a break and bring on a special guest? I mean, how was your week? What's going on with the kids? That we saw that you was taking baby Tristan to swim. How oh yeah, he got well. He well, well, you know, like I tell people too. You know, the greatest thing about being a parent is being able to do things for your kids that you weren't able to do. Right. You know, when you were growing up, you know, and, uh, and I think that's that's a beautiful thing. And uh, so he's in swim class. He loves it. He's still young. He's only you know only uh, fifteen months, but he's learning how to kick. He's learning how to you know uh, um, go underwater a little bit. You know, he's learning a couple of things, and I think it's dope, and it's a real good bonding uh, material. And for those who don't know, um, but, you know, my daughter, I have a daughter. She's going to be 17. And, you know, I've been separated from my mother for 15 years. We got divorced. So, you know, I have a great relationship with her, as I always say, presence over presence. And I've been able to spend that time with her, but it's not the same when you're not together. So right. hopefully, God willing, with low-key Nat, if she don't go fucking uh, Trini, uh, uh 
you know, crack your windows out of your fucking car on me, I'm gonna stay with the bitch and 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 uh, put a ring on it. Yeah, 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 most definitely, and we're gonna have some fun with that, you know. Um, but you know, I, I, like I said, it, it, there's so many different in, enjoyments of just being a parent. I had a crazy week, like so. I've been trying to eat better, just like make better decisions and I've been having the worst luck like with just different like places where I've been trying to buy foods like first I went to the Amish market and I tried Amish? To get, yeah so I tried to get a salad and this was a really expensive salad because it goes by the weight so it has nothing to wow, do with how much it. did you pay for salad? I paid $12 $12? Yeah. let me tell you something any girl who's buying $12 salads definitely doesn't give head on the first night and I'll be she honest doesn't. with you no? No, probably not. Okay. So and so that salad was I don't even know why it was so nasty. I maybe like it was just watery. I don't know the problem, but the salad was horrible. So I was really sad. And then the next day I really just wanted a Philly cheesesteak, but I fought that and I had a salad. So I just been all saladed out and Well, are you tossing salad too? No, okay. I haven't, haven't been. Okay. None of that. Are you into that? No, 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 no. Don't no. lie. I, once in a while, you know, you may say, like, you know, what are you doing down there? <laughs> Cut it the fuck out. I think every And then you man, say, all right, do it again, do it again. Yeah, it again. secretly loves a little tossing of No, 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 you know. No, 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 no. The, the in-between joint, you got to massage. Is that what the salad is? Tank. The salad is no, no, the in-between? No, the salad is, is not what I'm talking about. Salad is definitely the bunghole. But you like the in-between. You like that little that little piece of that, that bridge skin. That little elephant skin yeah, right there. You like know what I mean? Little, little that little That little rhinosaurus nutsack cloth. But anyway... um. You know what I do want to say? Ask Pete. Do are we gonna do that later, uh, for the submissions that came in? Did you wanna you wanna do that? Yeah, yeah we'll do that take later. A break, like, yeah, bring in our guest. We'll do that, we'll do that and then we we'll later on when we do yeah. I don't trust people. But uh you know what? Let me do give the the, the promo real quick. Ask Pete is a, a segment that we created. Um and it's also, you know, for Miss Lissa is I've seen a couple of submissions come in, people asking questions. Obviously we have a, a woman and a man here. Yes. Which that's us, yes. Um and, you know, whatever you're going through, going through something at home, going through something at your work, going through something in a relationship, your parents, your family, your cousin, your next door neighbor, whatever the fuck it is, me and Miss Lisa have experience in a lot of things Yes. In life. No we top- failed at a lot and we succeeded at a lot. Right. No topic is untouchable. No. And I won't even put this in there. You email thepremiumpetro at gmail.com. Put the subject in uh, the title, Ask Pete. Let us know what's going on with you. And if you want, you, you you don't have to, but I'm thinking of another thing that we could do. If you want, leave your phone number in there, and we'll have our assistant hit you, and uh, we'll schedule a time that we'll call you and go over that live on an episode. That is even more yeah. fun. But if not, you don't have to leave it, and then we'll read it off anyway, and we'll get into it, you know, and we'll try to help you out. Because the internet therapist is here um, <laughs> writing you prescriptions, you know, giving you a, a four aspirin, call me in the morning. Right, a you dose know. of advice from the dynamic duo. The dyma- Listen, the dynamic duo um, who says cheer and ow, yes. uh, Miss Lissa and Premier Pete, um, I think we should just get shirts that say that. I'm gonna work on that. A di- cheer shirt, the dynamic and an owl duo. Shirt. That's one. That that could be. A, that's a third shirt. We have a collection of already building. Don't worry. One man. one thing at a time. One thing at a time. But you know what? Let's take a break. Let's come back with our special guest. Mm-hmm. My friend is in the building, and she's a sweetheart. And she has. Oh, so I mean, I'm so excited to have her here. You you know April Walker, right? I met her at Tristan's birthday party. Okay. And I do know. A little about her line, but mm-hmm. I've never like 
been officially acquainted with her. Okay, so, so you I'm know excited. what? We'll sit down. She got tons of stories that I want to hear, and I know the internet would love to hear. And it's just, she's, I mean, she's really inspiring to me. Definitely a pioneer, and, and definitely somebody that, um, to me, I feel like always keeps a great attitude. And you, you like people that have great attitudes. Like if somebody's smiling all the time, it's hard to be mad at that motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, internet, you listen to the Premium Pete Show with Miss Listen Knows. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Ow. Chichi. This is your boy, comedian Roberto Vanderpool, and you're listening to the Premium Pete Show with Miss Listen's Nose. Tu sabes, mi gente, aquí estamos contigo, los dominicanos, los tiguerazos, cause I'm Dominican, baby. Holla. Internet, we're back. It's the Premium Pete Show featuring yours truly, Beyonce, a.k.a. No, 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 Miss Listen's Nose. Miss Listen's not have... Beyonce. Don't, don't, listen, Ike. Don't be interrupting me, okay? Like You, you, you claim too much to be Beyonce. Whoa. Or Yonce. Uh-huh. And I feel like, uh, you know, you can't do that to Yonce. Don't tell me what I could do. Yeah. Okay, because it's not my fault, okay? Because sometimes when I'm walking down the street, people run up to me and they're like, Beyonce, Beyonce. And I'm like, listen. I never see Beyonce with red hair. What? First no, of all. I never seen her. You don't know what she does when she's at home with Sean. So stop judging me mm-hmm. because I'm great. Mm-hmm. And just let me do what I'm doing, mm-hmm. okay? Back to our show. We have a lovely guest sitting here with us, mm-hmm. April Walker. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. Al. She said, hey, hey. Hey, hey, She got that fat she Albert. That uh, uh, um, yeah, that old school. Fat Albert was official back in the day. But anyway, listen, internets, I'm, I'm excited to have. I hate to even do introductions anymore. Why? Because it's like, you know, first of all, I feel like when you, I don't like being introduced because I feel like it's like people will put you what they think they know of you. Like, if I say, like, you know, oh, April Walker, you know, uh, fashion, like, she she also makes an amazing tuna salad, you know, but people don't know that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I, it's just so many things. But anyway, internet's, um, you know, I'm glad to have, um, you know, a friend and somebody that I feel is very inspiring mm-hmm. and somebody who is, to me, is, is a pioneer. Not She's o- a pioneer. Yeah, well, not only not only in, 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 in the fashion industry, I feel like... Even just in the sense of like in the inspiration industry, she is a mm-hmm. pioneer. Thank you, and an inspiration for the culture as a whole, mm-hmm. as hip hop and fashion and hip hop, because she's one of the first people to like merge the two and make some good money. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter Thank and you. jelly, yes, hamburger. Ow. Um, what she's else? a dapper yep, friend you guys of are this. Crazy, you got <laughs> good energy and synergy right here. <laughs> Yeah. I'm watching you guys smiling. No, no, we're having a good time. But anyway, April, um, like I said, you know, we, I told Miss Lissa too. I says, yo, as we do these episodes and they continue to do it, it's only a matter of time before I brought April up. So for internets who don't know who April is, I feel like give it a second to understand and listen. And once you're done with this episode, I think that not only you'll understand of someone's journey, but I think that you'll be inspired by, you know, the the steps and, and, and even maybe learn from the failures that she went through or, or the successes. And I think that that's what it's about, too, because, you know, sometimes I think more so in hip-hop, we look at, like, older people or people who have been around a minute. Mm-hmm. Who you call it old? Hey, 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 hey. No, he's a dirt. <laughs> I'm messing with him. No, no, I know. I know. I know people don't, you know, yeah. no, but, you know, with, listen, with, with age, and with it, you know, comes experience. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's why from a young boy, I was going after those older women. You know? Child, I just left nothing. But <laughs> but don't worry about the, scratch that. Back to you, Miss April. 
<laughs> I want to hear that story. That's, no, no, that's we, off the air. It's definitely about these young tenderonies out here. Hey, hey, would you stop? You know, you can't give all your tea. You can't. You can spill a little. I just put a dab on it, and we moving on to Miss April. We gonna do the after sip, sip. Now I want to talk about her because I was inspired as I was reading and how you took fashion and just do like the customization of like a Dapper Dan and like turn that into your own brand that you were doing and getting on all these celebrities back when we didn't have social media and and, like you have to like, I guess in my mind, run up on people and talk that talk to get that product placement. It wasn't like a DM or as easy as look at my followers, I'm doing this. Like you have to do that groundwork. Absolutely. It was different. That was um, going viral. It was being up in the place and and getting in where you fit in and just figuring out, um, connect the dots, how to connect the dots, you know, and it took more work. But it was a different time, too. So have to remember the 90s a lot. We were all trying to figure it out at the same time. So I think that 80s and 90s was a time where we were building. We hadn't literally arrived, arrived. So everyone was kind of feeding off of each other's energy and embracing it, you know what I mean? And welcoming it. Like, how could we help each other? Um, and that doesn't exist anymore without a check. Yeah. You mean just people, like, believing in another person's, you know, a business or a venture or, I think or passion? When, yeah, like, I think when I started, when I first started with uh, Fashion in Effect, which was my first shop, and it was in Brooklyn on... Um, Green Avenue. Green Avenue, Clinton, which is which is Clinton probably Hill. they're probably selling uh, tofu and pumpernickel bagels. They, they there absolutely now. <laughs> are. It's a fufu restaurant. But um, shout out to the restaurant. But it started with a little custom shop, and I was doing knockoffs in the very beginning because I was very inspired by Dapper Dan, like you said. But I they didn't have anything in Brooklyn, and I was like, I'm gonna be that, you know. But I saw that that wasn't like I couldn't really build a legacy off of that because it was Gucci, it was Nike, it was all the stuff we loved and we were doing it better than they were doing it, in my opinion, at that time. But um, I started making original designs, you know, and that's how I started building my brand. And to your point, Pete, I think like word of mouth of, oh, this is chicken Brooklyn that makes clothes. I never forget, I was listening to a recent, um, it was somebody's radio show and Positive K was on mm-hmm. and he was talking and he's to, to this goes to what you're talking about. He said that and I never knew this. He said he was in D.C. and he was getting ready to come up to go shopping for a video he was doing. And he ran into Jay and Jay was like, you need to go. You check this girl, April in Brooklyn. Talking about Jam Master Jay. No, Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Uh-huh. And so... um that's how he said he found out about me, and and I made stuff for his video. Really, but, that's so hot. But that was word of mouth, and it was a community. And I just think that I was in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Biggie, and all the people from Brooklyn. We really were showing love for each other. You know what I mean? And it was hip hop, and hip hop was just something different that we were all supporting each other. Well, I think that uh, you know, I think a lot of times what happens is, especially in this day and age, people see things. And they get mad or they get jealous because they want, you know, and back in the day, you didn't get a but chance to see But don't you think social that. media helps that? Yeah. Well, well, it's a gift and a curse. It's these filters. It's the filters. People get all caught up in the hype of what they think other they people think have. It's not real. A lot exactly. of that stuff is just post Smoking pictures. mirrors. 
Well, it's almost like keep in mind too. You, you say without a check, you know, it's, people got to believe in people these days. But keep in mind, brands have adopted what you guys really, um, you know, took time to build relationships with. Like, you know, when you speak about, and we'll get into it, but when you speak about like maybe like a Jay Z mm-hmm. and getting him in, in Walk Aware, which mm-hmm. was your brand mm-hmm. that you started. I mean, was it twenty six years ago now? Yeah. 26. So, 26 you know, think plus, about it. Yeah. When you got him in there, he was like, yo, it's a Brooklyn, you know, somebody from my neighborhood. They're doing the thing. I'm doing my thing. But, what? But you know, nowadays, you know, brands have adopted to do that and people feel used. You know, so right. I do get that. I get that too. I, I, you I know, understand. I mean, I'll be honest with you, especially for me being in that world. I'm we're getting packages all the right. time and different things. And, you know, I get a lot of stuff that is whack. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't... I, I, I come to a point where I'm a pick and choose what I want to support. Right. You know, sometimes I tell people, like, you know, if they say, hey, we want to send you something, to be to be honest with you, when, you know, um, I, sometimes I may not even get back to them if I'm not fucking with it. Because here's the thing, you know, I don't want to waste their time. And, you know, I, now don't get me wrong, maybe I should say, like, hey, you should do this, you should, but I don't have time for all that. No, you shouldn't do that. No, it's but sometimes I feel that. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is, like, we, we come from uh, uh, an era now where it's like people do so much for free product right. that they dis- diminish the chance for people to get checks to do bigger things. Right Now, back in the day, I understand what you're saying. Back in the day, I think people were built on top of relationships that meant something, you know, that was more pure, that putting people on. Like, even like, I remember stories of, of hearing about you. That's why I said Jam Master J, because I remember... When you met him, I believe that you were with a crew of people, uh, you know, um, that you worked with Walkaware, and y'all were all dipped up in some custom right. stuff. And he was like, "Oh Kill shit, you know, yeah, okay, okay." Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, he was like, "You know, yo, what is that?" Right. Which is something I feel people are like right now to this day too. Like when you see somebody all dipped out in something, or a certain mink, or a certain chain, or a certain shirt, or a certain shoe. You don't know, like, oh shit, those are dope. Well, what is that? Right. Or how I get that? How did how, how did that happen? How did that relationship start? Kil- Kilimanjaro's, um, which is a a, a, a club in the uh, in yeah, the city. It, it was like legendary back in the day, and um, in the nineties, and 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 so one night, this this designer who was a good friend of mine from Brooklyn, he was also a party promoter. He was his name was Miguel Navarro. Mm. God bless the dead. He, Rest he, in peace. Yes, he he was really one of the first people I knew. He was he was a little bit about Miguel. He was this colorful cat that just had a lot of flavor. That used to dress everybody from the hustlers to um, artists as well. And we were in Brooklyn, and we had a cool relationship. He had a tailor. He he had a custom shop as well. He was in Flatbush though. So like, if I needed a zipper or he needed a zipper, and it was late night and we were working, he'd be like, "Yo, you gotta, you know." A red zipper, need a size twenty four inch. You know, that's that's how yeah. the relationship we had. Um, so he had a party at Kilimanjaro's, and we went, and Jay was there, and um, Run DMC was there, and it was a dress up thing. I think I had on a gown, and and um, he asked who made the stuff we had on, and and I made my stuff. So he was like, "Yeah, right." And I gave him a card, and um, the next day he called, and he said, "Business card." Yep. Oh, but you all professional. <laughs> yes, I was very Business acclimated at a young age. On the door, I was, yep. 
And at, anyway, he called the next day, and um, which is very rare with business cards. I feel like, yeah, even though business now, cards now are, they're yeah. not, like but back in the days, yeah. yeah, you needed in the nineties, you needed cards, especially as if come on, you gotta pick. I'm painting the picture. I'm like, this is twenties and thirties, you know, and it was just different. And when I'm talking about this, this is still like fashion and effect pre getting ready on the cuts but walk aware so we're talking late 80s and and um and so he was just like you know what's up and i'm like here's a card we really do this call and he called the next day like we're doing a video next week do you want to um do the outfits you want a wardrobe and i was like yeah but i didn't think he was serious and he was serious and Mm. we rocked it and then after that he was like okay they're serious and he started working with us on everything we became their stylist yeah so let's take it back a little you know when you said fashion and effect is a store you opened up which you were customizing stuff in brooklyn right Mm -hmm. but your inspiration came from say dapper dan is that where you wanted to get into customizing yeah i think my inspiration for fashion came from dapper dan and then my inspiration for being an entrepreneur i realize now a lot of that came from my father Mm. So my father was in the music business, and we grew up watching him manage jazz, a lot of jazz musicians, a lot of the legendaries, McCoy Tyner, Gary Bartz, Mm. um, a lot of those guys. And um, then he started working with D-Train. He managed D-Train, the um, group D-Train, jazz, Mm. jazz, and um, he managed... Jazz and Jay Z. He was working Wait, with he a managed, lot. He managed Jazz O. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, um, so they were all. They grew up like in my kitchen in my living room, like always doing the dozens and all of that stuff. So we we all were trying to figure it out. And then I would say, <clears throat> I I I had a boyfriend in Marcy Project, so that's how I knew Jazz and Jay Z. No, he wasn't. <laughs> but he lived in the next building, so I actually gave Jazz's demo to my pops and that's how they connected and and anyway long story um you know how small the world is one thing led to another and um you know I think that now I give him credit whereas before I used to be like not another jazz song like you know when I grew up but watching him do his own thing and manage and dance to inspire me to I remember I was 16 and he took me to Pearl Paints and it was the Bicentennial and he said um you know what we're gonna make some t-shirts and we're gonna go sell them and it was really now I understand an exercise for me but then I was like oh he's embarrassing me again and he taught me how we drew the sailboats and we went out there and we made like 200 shirts and we went out there and we sold them and we came home like Nice. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm Yo, gonna do. I love Pearl Paints, man. They used to have the designer markers and there, the screen and, print, yeah, yeah, the whole I, thing. I, well, Pearl screen. Paints was a was a was a great. I used to be in into Chinatown? graffiti. Yep. Yeah, I used to be into graffiti back in the day. So I used to love, love, love me some Pearl Paints. But you know, it's funny that you say that because you have somebody like um, Dapper Dan, who who you know was customizing. For those who don't know. Dapper Dan was customizing crazy things like all the uh, he was making like MCM um, outfits right yep. he was making like Louis Vuitton outfits right what else like Gucci like literally making them into he made ja- everything yeah, like, yeah. like yeah made them into jackets MCM better than Fendi better than Dap did everything I remember I went there one time um, 
with Diane Dixon and he did like a mink coat for her. Diane Dixon was like the Olympian in, in, in the Olympics and she ran track and she was from Brooklyn. So we were all hanging and yeah. she, she went there and she, um, she, they made her a mink coat and then it was reversible. And the other side was Louis Vuitton. That coat would had to what? be, it was a lot of, it was crazy. Like the money he was getting back in the early eighties. And I was like, Okay, this is what I want to do. You know, when you think about it, you say, like, yo, what Dap was doing was was game-changing because it was, like, everyone... It it almost gets to me like sneakers. When you think about sneakers, like, everyone's wearing these sneakers. How do I be different? Right. And I feel like, you know, he he did that in his lane and crushed it. Absolutely. And had people, you know, who... Because keep in mind, too, those days of hip-hop, and the 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 the, braggano- the braggadocious yeah, type it was style. Yeah, all about in your face. Yeah, it was like like to come in like okay, this dude has a mink, but we got the Fendi mink. Yeah, you know? like, I was, the reversible I was, Fendi mink. Yeah. I was making the leather screen print for all of those those um Fendi Gucci Polo, all of that stuff in in in, in my shop. And I remember I had a guy who had a custom detail shop in Chicago. I would ship him. So much leather out there. I mean, and charge him a lot. He used to do the interiors of the cars, cars and yeah, all yeah, of that. Yeah. The, the tires on the back. Those were the days. That's crazy. Well, do you feel like it was hard for you to break into the fashion industry and do what you were doing as a woman, even though it wasn't so many people trying to do fashion at that point? Like, it wasn't you, oversaturated like it is now. Right. I think in this, so that's the twofold question. The beginning part of it is I think it wasn't as hard in the sense that I was always a hustler. Right. Like from the time I was 13, I was teaching gymnastics and I always was figuring out a way to make money. Um, so that part wasn't hard. What was hard was um, I didn't have a mentor and there was nobody with a blueprint in this lane yet because we were literally paving the way mm-hmm. without knowing that's what we were doing. So we were figuring out this Rubik's Cube as we went along, and there wasn't really anybody there that was willing, that in fashion, not urban fashion, but in streetwear fashion, there was nobody in that space um, yet. And then in fashion, people looked at it differently, especially then. So it wasn't like people were saying, I want to give you, I'll help you. Um, this is the way you need to do this. There was none of that. So I had to figure that part out. So that was hard. And then I was the only female and I was doing menswear. Mm-hmm. And so that was another hurdle because, you know, being in your early 20s and I was shell toes and farmers and, you know. Brooklyn the, girl. Yeah. Big errands. There you go. But you know what's another thing too, I'm sure, is that how many people, you know, especially that day, you know, back in that time, we're trying to holler at you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and not take you serious. No, really, yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, real talk. You know, and, you know, like, because. So even, that's where that business card came in. You was like, look at you being all. I had to be super on yeah. my game. To, I, I just remember, like, I just always had to be kind of like, I think that's where I get that from. Like, that kind of like. Yeah, some, that, that confidence. Yeah. Don't really, like, no. Sometimes people read me wrong. It's rigid and it's not that. But I'm so used to, like, putting on this uniform of, like, more it's stern. business. You yeah. know, like, I had to be more than the guys because I'm like, no, that's not happening. We right. can get this money. And, and you want it to be taken serious. Right, you know, absolutely. One thing I like, uh, I like a quote that, uh, in, you know, I was looking up in the Respect Mag 
that they wrote about you. They wrote, Walkaware is a brand that transformed the way hip-hop, the hip-hop world saw fashion. And I, I, I like that because it, it goes to show you that, like, you know, everything transcends into hip-hop, but sometimes people, I think at that time, didn't really see it. Like where sneakers and hip-hop go hand-in-hand hand or, right. or, or, or fashion and hip-hop go hand-in-hand. And, you know, I feel like there's a lot of other people um, who start to get it later on. But you definitely were one of them who helped usher it in, you know, at, a, at an early time and let people see what it was. So let's take it to the point where we let people know. Like, so you, fashion, in effect, was a store you opened up in Brooklyn uh, where you did customization. Right. right. How long you had that store? I had that store for, so I had that store for, I don't know if I shared that. So I had that store for two years, and then Christmas Eve, we were making, we were blowing up, like, it was becoming, like, one of those, she makes that stuff over on Green. And Christmas, um, it was Christmas Eve, we opened up early because we had so many orders, and these three dudes came in with big bags. They knocked on the door, it was early morning, me and Taylor, and I had a like a window and I opened the door and they came in boom shoddies and everything really? like yeah they stripped me down they took the jewelry I had my coat what? still on full length uh, it was ugly and um, Brooklyn style Brooklyn style raw and these dudes were real the real deal and they I mean they talked to, it was it it was not a good situation and um they locked the tailor in the bathroom and I just remember I was on the ground. It, they they were like, get on the ground, you know. And they were taking everything. In the, and one of the guys was like, he wanted to rape me. He oh said it God. to the other guys. Now, can you imagine what this was like? Like, and I'm laying on the floor. And I looked because they had on masks, which you could see the um, their eyes. And I knew one of them. I don't know where I knew him from to this day, but... I recognized his eyes, and I remember he was like, can we curse on it? Yeah. yeah. He was like, um, you know, stop looking at me, bitch, you know. And and I just started praying. And, and the the other two dudes was like, come on, man, we ain't got no time. We ain't got no time. And it, that saved me. That's the God saved me, you know. But after that, I was like, all right, we're going to do appointment only. I got right. rid of the lease. I changed the it up, procedure. and that's how I came back, too. You know, my place, I'd started working. I have a big place, so half of my place was um, custom and by appointment only. And then, and that's how I really got more into the entertainment only because um, I was very particular about who was coming through. It's funny, too. I mean, I know it happens all over the world, but just being a Brooklyn Knight and, and, you know, it's funny how, like, when somebody will hear... Like, that's the thing that sucks about Brooklyn because as a crew or a neighborhood, you'll find a spot that has something good and then everybody else will find out and somebody will fuck it up by trying to rob it. You know, you, you know what? I got to tell this story. So the crazy thing about that story is I started calling around town. Like, you know, I called the cops and everybody's supposedly looking. But some I got a call around, too, from somebody like, did you get robbed today? And I said, yep. And so they said, I'll call you back. And that night, they knocked down my door with my stuff. Really? So the people came to try to sell the, oh, these guys yeah. some stuff. And, they, you know, they got my stuff back. That's lit. And, and are those guys okay now? Or are they uh, they got the, beef. They had beef. Okay. They in the fucking caddy. <laughs> but, um, you know, you know what's so funny? Even hearing, even hearing back um, that um, before you started 
fashion and effect, which was your customization shop in Brooklyn, um, that you were accepted to the uh, to be a correction officer. Yes, right. And a fire a, a firewoman. Fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. And, yeah, because because you know it's that funny was a like good job. Parents it, parents it say good like, job now, but then it was like your parents were like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Well, they well they they don't believe in dreams. Many people don't. I mean, you know. My mom was the structured, the organized, the safe one. My father was the only one out of everybody I knew. It was like, kick rocks, do you? You know, yeah. I appreciate that now. So so she wanted you to she was just be, like, you know, oh God, work for the city. Around. She was an executive secretary. She worked for Morgan. Um, she worked for Trust Company, Morgan Trust. She worked for, you know, um, Visiting Nurses Association. Oh, yeah, so she was, so like, she was very, you know, structured. And thank God she was because my father was the exact opposite. Yeah. So the balance was good. I think I got somewhere in the middle of both of them. Right. But, but um, you know, she wasn't having it. And you were born in L.A., right? Yep. Um, how old were you when you moved here to Brooklyn? I was probably about, hmm, I'm going to say probably about um, five maybe because we moved to Roxbury mm-hmm. and then we moved to, we moved uptown and then we came to Brooklyn. My father was in the music business, so Papa was a Rolling Stone literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wherever, wherever he uh-huh. rolled, you know. Wherever he laid that hat yeah, it was at home. home. Yeah. That's for and, sure. and you made it to Brooklyn and mm-hmm. represented Brooklyn, you know, so, so, so. So fully, you know, but even even with the shop now, this is now this is all before Walkaway, right? That's right. Even at the shop, I know there's another story that I, you know I love to hear about um, is when you have the customization shop, and in walks a kid wow. to put something on way away. Could mm-hmm. you bring us through that story? Yeah. So <clears throat> back in the day, Clinton Clinton Hills. You got to take the C train. You get off. In Brooklyn. Yeah, at, in Brooklyn. So you get off. That's like four or five stops in Brooklyn. And you have two exits. You can come out of my side, which is Clinton Avenue, which is the tame side back in the 80s. Or you had to go at 9 o'clock. They closed it up. And you had, to, if you're on the train, you had to go through Washington Avenue. Well, when you came upstairs on Washington and Fulton Street, it was nothing nice. It was like a crew mob deep outside, sure. hoodies. They're, sure. they're, they're ready. They're looking for the Vicks. They're ready. Yeah, they're, they're the right jokes there. is on. So you need to walk <laughs> fast and have your screw face ready, you know. And um, and so Biggie used to hang out there. And I knew him from the neighborhood because he was a little younger and I'd always see him. But then... um. He came in, this little round kid. He was so young then. He came in because we did airbrushing, too. And we had an Eric B. and Rakim um, like shirt portrait. that we did. And it was in the window. And he came in. And from that day, he just started. We struck up a conversation and started talking. And that's how I found out he was in music. I just knew him from the kid that was hanging on Washington Ave, you know, Um but he was saying he was into, and he was asking me how much that was, and he said I'm gonna come back. And sure enough, um, he came back, and he became a friend and a loyal customer. And we just really that energy we're talking about creatively, like we both building, and you know. And when he got his deal with Puff, he stayed true, and That's he's dope. a friend to the end. And he bought he bought a lot of uh, not now, but that, but that wasn't because I remember seeing him in a walkaway uh, right. jean jacket. Right. But the customization shop was 
pushing walkaware out of there yet? We were doing walkaware without the logo. So, like, if you look at, like, the EPMD videos and stuff like that, a lot of customers, we did a lot of that. We had a rough and rugged suit. That's what it was called. It was a denim suit, which was, like, this bold denim that felt like it was bulletproof denim. Um a lot of my inspiration back then came was like a cross between Dickies and Carhartt. Like mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. workwear. So I wanted to dress up that because that wasn't in existence at that time. You know what I mean? And fit it over Tim's because nothing really fit sure. over Timberlands at sure. that time. Now is that where walkerwear comes from? Obviously your last name and then you like in wear like Yeah, that's where that whole wear cuz that whole Workwear was just everything for me. Even and though I feel something like, like a dude in Carhartt in a Carhartt jacket in Thames was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't say the same, but I mean, I know being in one, so you know, yeah, thank you for that. But, but um, you know, just just April Walker alone, I feel like is like a dope designer name, in yeah. my opinion. Like, you know, thank like, you. oh, what you wearing? I'm wearing that April Walker. You know, it's it sounds like a, a a fashionable name, a fashionista or whatever the hell you want to call it. But, you know, it's dope to see somebody like big come in there you know and then believe in y'all and Absolutely. then you know work with stuff so, you know so you know what we're gonna go right into and he was a kid though well young very young yeah i mean but his mindset was to get fresh Absolutely. and uh you know get money Absolutely. <laughs> right um but you know i want to go i want to go into some of these uh you know I got to shout Milk out because he was definitely one of the first. Milk is chilling. He was one of the first dudes to come up in there. Yeah, he was one of the first dudes to come up in here, too. Uh, really? Pause, pause, yes. pause to him coming up in here. But uh, <laughs> but but Milk didn't come up. Yeah, it's so, fun. it's so funny how life turns itself. I mean, obviously so the internet know that he's like my newly found family member. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so it's funny how how that works out and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's funny because I remember being at your house and Melk bringing the, 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 the outfit. outfit that you made for him 25 years Plus, ago. More than that. Tw- maybe that almost 30 it. years ago. Yep. Um, but, um, for I don't care. And I did the album for, yeah, cover, yeah. The jean jacket, the, the, the pants, and... You know, it, it, it's funny. Even and you know, even like talking with Mel, you know, uh, who is a little bit older than me, um, talking with Mel, and I'm I, I'm I'm I always make fun of him. Like when we're at like parties and we're like using like uh, Apple uh, TV or, or Chromecast, I'm like, you want me to put the the <laughs> when you perform on? And he's like, nope, nope. You know, he doesn't want to see it. And I'm like, you over there with the red overalls? Because there's a video on YouTube of Milk uh-huh. and Giz at Lights. Uh, Concert performing top billing, and the crowd's going crazy when they come out. And I'm like, you wearing those red overalls? And he's like, dude, they're corduroy, corduroy, or velvet, or I I forgot what corduroy pants. They, yeah, yeah, but what happened was they had them custom where it wasn't. Uh I remember those. Yeah, so you know, and 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 I guess, and it's funny because you know, as as people who may not know now, but that was a big thing to people to take something original and make it their own remix. Yeah. I mean, and they're doing it again. I see the kids all over Instagram. How do you feel about that? Is that like something that excites you, or do you kind of feel like they're just like biting? When they when you remake something, well, the, how the new generation is kind of like just like repeating everything you guys already did. I think it's flattering. I think creativity always wins. So I think you could. You could get in where you fit in, but you better be able to sustain it. And that's what we'll be able to tell. Right. So it's cool. I think it's um, 
it's it's a, it's a nice way to intro if you have a really cool thing that you could remix, but then to be able to keep it, you, you got to go past the remix. You're not right. going to want to hear that remix forever. So but what else you like got? But even when you were doing, like aside from that, like when you were creating Walk Aware, that was kind of before like the Rock Aware and oh, the Woo and the Sean John. So you are one of those staple starters. Right. Did you ever feel like they were kind of like biting or... Did they, like, use you as a consultant? They stole your wear. Like, they stole your wear. No, okay, I'm playing around, I'm playing around. They stole your I felt like, um, I always felt like this, and I'm not giving you a politically correct answer, but real talk, I feel like there's enough room for all of us, mm-hmm. and I wasn't ever threatened about my space, like, in terms of, I always thought, I'm not trying to be gassed, but I always thought my stuff was pretty dope. So, it's like, if you go into any store, there's like 25 brands in the store that are selling. There's room. You're never going to have a closet with just one thing. Unless so, you're Russell Simmons. Unless you're Russell Simmons. <laughs> but even him. You know what I mean? You're going to have this and you're going to have that. And if my stuff is up next to your stuff, it's a bigger chance for me to sell. So, nah, I didn't. I didn't think like that. You have a great outlook. And you have to, but you know, let's take it to walk away. Thank you. So, 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 um, you close down the um, customization shop, right? And you start walk away. Like, is that where it started? Even though it was started in the customization shop, where does the logo come from? And then, where do you start? You know, making clothes for walk away that you start now. I'm sure you know you had it in multiple accounts. Uh huh. And I mean, how many stores did you have it in at a time? Do you? Um. That's height. At its height, wow. We had we had a big base. So at its height, we were selling um, department store business, Dillard's, Dayton's. Um, we were selling, Remember you remember A&S? Yes, A&S, yeah. Um, we sold them. We Damn, man, you're making some here. people feel old and we some people feel confused. We did uh, <laughs> foot action. We mm-hmm. did, um, remember merry-go-round? Merry go round. You know what? You don't remember Merry go round? No, Merry go round. There were like twelve hundred Merry go rounds around the country. They were in all the malls. They were the shit. We sold them. Um, Simon's, Doctor J's, Dr. you J's. know, all those guys, and, and up. So um, just around the country like that. There was a Fat Caps. It was shout out to Detroit. You know, Mister um, Rags. We sold. You know, up against the wall in D.C. Like all those guys. Um, Izzy. It was so, a, so, we sold a lot of lot of stores. A lot. A lot. So when 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 the shop closed down and you you went you built your own you know um so when the shop closed down i started doing custom a lot and that's when i saw a lot of the people in the shop and when i closed it they were continuing to ask for stuff that i was making in videos but they didn't know i was making it so they'd be like can you make that can you make that outfit there's this outfit that milk wore on i don't care album company can you make that until i saw there's a void here. We're not being serviced with our lifestyle stuff. So right. um, that and also um, at that time, by this time, I was making clothes for Jay. And Jay yeah. was like, yo, everybody's asking you for the same. You need to make it at like a line. And I was like, I don't know, you know, if I can. But I tried a few pieces, a crew neck, a snapback, a fitted. I did the rough and rugged suit. And a tea, and I went and I rented a suite. It was at the Flat Hotel, 
where Motown, I knew it because I was doing so much entertainment stuff. Motown Records used to use this hotel for all their corp. It was like their corporate hotel for all their when their artists came through. So I used it because it was a suite and it had like a nice setup. And we invited 10 buyers, Dr. J's, Merry Go Round, one of the department stores. It was 10 of them. And we hooked up the room with some. What we have over there? Some cabinet, cabinet, Cabernet, yeah, Merlot. Some cats, some little, you know, hors d'oeuvres, and um, got them drunk. No, let me stop. But a little, um, tipsy, little, little tipsy, tipsy, a little nice, you know, yeah. buzz going on. And, and we invited them, and we did our tap dance, and, and they all bought. You know, Jay came through. Mm-hmm. You had, like, your own agenda. Yeah. In that room. Yeah, definitely. I had a team, and, they, and he and, helped. And, and, and w- w- when he came through, I mean, was he just there for the presence? I he mean, was there. I knew that he would be, like, the wow factor. He was co-sign. my team was the cosign, exactly. Mm-hmm. He was the cosign because they were apprehensive because hip-hop still was really settling in. The music was starting to really take off, but the clothing, that was just still like, ooh. Ooh, that's too much. You and know? you're still a woman selling And then I'm wear. a woman. So I remember at that first meeting, um, you know, we have a great relationship. But I remember the owner of Simon's, he asked me, um, your prices are the same prices as Fila, my velour sweatsuits. Because I was big. I was selling velour sweatsuits, too, um, at that time. That had fashion in effect, and they carried over. Um, and I used to flip. Velour. I used to love velour. I love velour. I really could work a oh velour sweatsuit inside out and with the bucket hats, all kinds yes. of stuff. So I I was doing those and I remember him saying, Your prices are the same as feline. And I said and he's like, Why do you think you can have the same prices? And so that those are the kind of things that I had to deal with on a constant basis. But he bought So they know? wanted you to be lower. Because they felt Fila was already established. An Italian designer that was, you know. Forget about What's it. What's your background? I am, um, I say I'm a Heinz 57. Like, <laughs> got shake it up. Ketchup? I got some flavors. Yeah, no, but Indian, um, African-American, Mexican, you know. That's hot. Is your mom Mexican? Yeah, you... Mexican. And your dad? Indian, and my father is black. I love it. Yeah. So you're a Mexican. There you go. Okay. That's what I said. That's why you got that good hair. Mexican all the way. Well, I told you about that good hair comment. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I told you about that. I, I was fresh back. You know, my all father, hair is good hair. Yeah, okay. you, right. The, Even you know. No, no. I want to be honest with you. Mexicans, particularly men, yo, they have the best hair in the world. Like, yo, their hairline. Like, I'll be honest with you. Every like day, your every it? day, I, what? <laughs> every day I wake up, I'm trying to hold on to my hairline. Mexicans, they start like. <laughs> They start on the eyebrow, their hairline. So by the time they're 40, 50, it only reaches, you know, in the <laughs> like middle. Like the natural you know? hairlines. <laughs> yeah, silly. I love it. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. But What was, like, your most, like, craziest order? Like, the most outrageous, like, oh, my God, I'm not sure if I could do this. And who was it? Hmm. That's a good question. I got, That would take me, you know, that was a long time ago. But I've had some moments, um. Cause I feel like a Kanye would come in and be like, you know what, April? I don't really. I want mink on this sleeve, and then this arm. I'm gonna need Louis Vuitton, but then I'm gonna need like yep. an accent yeah, of a but diamond. You, and- you know what? I think uh, so. So two things. So I think those two craziest moments I can tell you. So hype did his first video when mm-hmm. he started his hype Williams. Yeah, mm-hmm. when he first started, he broke off of he. So people. Many people might not know. Hype, actually. So I had a styling company, too. I love you. 
I'm just oh, like, thank you. whatever you want to talk about, the styling company, let's go. So, I- but no, the styling company was like that. I, I say that not to be beating my chest, but I'm saying it because this, I have to remember the styling company helped me in my marketing with Walkerwear. Mm-hmm. So I'm styling you. I'm not all putting all Walkerwear in there, but best believe if the record company gives me a... A, a check I'm gonna make sure some of that is going to custom so we can squeeze some walk away in it if it fits the artist sure. um, so that helped and we did over like 100 videos album covers photo shoots and with different artists and so um, I worked with Classic Concepts which was Ralph McDaniels and Lionel Martin and, and, and Hype was working under them and he learned there and from there he went off and started his own thing and he did his first video at my house for pm dawn really and he wanted me to make an outfit jackets for pm dawn Mm. and i i said no (laughs) and he he was upset about that why'd you say no because i'm about brand no i'm about brand consistency so think about some of the characters that were wearing walker wear you got biggie you got tretch you got tupac you got all these kind of characters pm dawn that you know it just was like i I was gonna really compromise the brand or compromise take a chance of them not wearing it anymore because pm dawn is not wearing. i'm not doing that you look back now do you regret not at all okay she got to stay true to who she is. Of course. Stay and, true to the brand. And you know what? You have to make an executive decision. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes I think us as people, we don't want to do that. We don't want to make that PM decision. I love PM Dawn. Yeah. I love their music and everything. It just didn't fit the brand. And, um, and so if I could control it, I was trying to control it. Because I think imaging, you get mixed me- messages when you don't do that. Now, what a, now for the, for the most part, I mean... A lot of people or record companies or people who were buying, they were paying, right? But it was there were like, you know, a lot of people who didn't want to pay where it comes to a point where it's like, yo, you're like, yo, these fabrics cost money. Cause, you That's know, now. Okay. That's now. That wasn't then. So then everybody, everybody was paying. paid from Shaq for his movies. I did Shaq's movies. I did the costume wardrobe to his album covers. They didn't even ask. They were like, I got you. What They all paid because I think... They knew black money matters. Mm, right? mm. That's where we were coming from. Like, let me support you. I know you. Like, it was it was no problem, no problem, and it it was. Mm-mm. Why do you think that's lost now? Because I think our country is lost on a bigger scale. I think it's like um, that's a microcosm of the bigger problem, which is the we're just lost in terms of consumption and wanting so much for so little. And, you know, we don't want to invest in each other. We don't want to invest in anything except, you know, selfies and, and stuff that really doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah sad. That's why social media is a gift and a curse. But you, you know what? Let's take a break. Okay. And uh, we'll come back. We're delving into the career and the life and times of hip hop early on the fashion world and meets hip-hop world and all the stories that, you know, I think uh, are very interesting. And we got more to talk about. Okay. So, Internets, don't go anywhere. You'll be right back. We'll listen to the Premium Pete Show with Miss Listen Knows. Al, grab your blunt and come back. Well, I don't know about a blunt. Uh, you can Whatever grab, you want. Wine. Whatever. Glass of wine, Gatorade. Well, don't judge the Internet. Some of them is going to grab a blunt right now. Okay. Billy's. 
Yeah. No Phillies. No Phillies. We don't, we don't trust people that roll Philly. No. Really? No. no, no. That back back in the day. That well, you forget it. April is, is still stuck school. back in the day. Yeah, I don't do Phillies. All what you do now? What you do now? I don't April? do none of that. Okay, but I we do this right here. There you go. Stick Internet. to Internet. Be right back. Ow. Chicha. Internet. You better fucking be subscribed to the Premium Pete Show. Or I'm going to come over there with my Uncle fucking Tony. Hey, bust your fucking bottle caps over here. We're no kneecaps, not bottle Somebody's caps. Somebody's busting the cap over here. Listen. Your favorite duo. This is the dynamic duo, the fucking uh, misslister over here. I got, you know, myself. And you better be fucking subscribed on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, fucking, where else? Motherfucking the Goodfellas app, you already know. It's the Manolo and Scarface, the podcast. Yeah. Premium Pete and Miss Lissa Knows, a.k.a. Beyonce. So if you don't fucking subscribe, I'm going to put you and your fucking cousin in the backseat of a Lincoln Continental. Okay? And then when we open it up, we're going to fucking stab you like Joe Pesci. That's right, you fucking internets. You don't like us? You don't fuck with us? You're not on Instagram talking about us? Then fuck you. You go to iTunes, press follow, and you put us all in your fucking air holes. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. The Premium Petro. Featuring Miss Wilson Knows. Get with it. Another Quailu, you love us in the morning. Cheer. Yeah. Internets, and we're back. We're sitting here with April Walker. Miss Wilson, listen. The lovely... We, we, you, even though you're a little younger, you're getting some of these old school stories of what exactly happened in the beginning I time. I need these stories. You I do. feel like that's something that I feel like is lost in the generation after me. Because I was born in the 80s. But this new generation, they have like a sense of entitlement or uh, and, they, and a lack of acknowledgement. I love, like, every time gems start getting dropped, whether it's Miss April Walker or Bernadette Price drops some gems for us, Just Blaze. Like, I love, love, love. If nothing else, Grandpa Pete, I love the fact that, Grandpa Pete, I'm just loving the fact that you can bring in, like, amazing people who can actually, like, help me and the internet and everything that we're doing. Because even though Miss April Walker is... Was well, fashion, and that was her niche. She actually has a degree in business. Mm-hmm. So, no, no, I love my junior year in college. Wait, it's you gotta go with that fashion. degree? No, we gotta Photoshop you a degree. No, Don't worry no, about no, this. No, 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 they gotta know that. Okay, you didn't finish? So, no, but that's what you were studying. I was studying business and communications, that's right, in thir- third year. So, you're the first college, you're the first college job out. First story. one. There you go. No, you, I'm, I'm not you the a first pioneer one. of all pioneer stories. No, no, no. I got to give Russell credit. Him too. You know, he ain't Yo, go to college. Love- it's a bunch of us. They, I always say there's more millionaires that don't have a college degree than there are that have, like... No, there's more millionaires that didn't finish school than there are that actually did. Like, it just and is I'm, what it I'm is. And I'm not promoting not to go to school. Let me clarify that. But it's just... I no, you gotta it, you promote know? it. You gotta promote the free thinker. No, I think it. I think it's I just think different strokes. It's yeah for different folks. It's up to the person. You know, I mean, I think if you know what you want to do and and you're ready to jump out into that, then you know that's what you got to do. And sometimes, I mean, I feel like uh, school is better to have it than not have it. I do too, especially at this point. But at, at the end of the day, now. you gotta follow your gut and your heart, and you know you gotta take a chance. Like nothing, you can't expect to be great. And 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 do simple things. You gotta do great things. You gotta jump out, and I feel like you know that's what you need to do. And I think a lot of those were done, especially you know with you walk away. Yeah. You know when we talk about you know where your parents should have said 
be a fireman, be a, you know, be a correction officer and go work for the city. No, you want to open up this, you know, shop and do customizations and then you open up walkerware and you start building relationships. What I want to get into is I want to get into um, how you met a lot of different people and how, you know, fashion and hip hop came together and, you know, really just became, you know, uh, like, you know, forward, you know, and, and helped it progress and propel, right. I feel. But people like, um, you know, when you talk about somebody like uh, Aaliyah, you know, um, I remember, I think I remember seeing her wearing overalls, mm-hmm. walkerwear. Mm-hmm. How, how did that even happen? So we were working at the time with um, R. Kelly. We were styling some of his stuff. And um, and he had, he signed Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. And I was between L.A. and New York at the time. And they called about um, the back and forth video. Mm. And um, I'd already met, no, that was after. So anyway, we ended up meeting with her and um, her management team and Kimya, who was working with me, and Nicole Walker. I had a great dream team. Um, They came together and and actually worked with me, and they ended up styling the whole video. We put together the concept and did the back-and-forth video. Mm, mm, Classic. Do you have any, like, vivid or, like, just any memories of her that just, like, stuck out, maybe about her personality or anything? I have to be completely honest. That day I was working another job, so I didn't go, but my team was there. And I remember we talked about it that day at the end of the day. And they they were very, um, They I remember it standing out to them how, how much she was dependent on R. Kelly at that time, like a lot of his views and she was so young then i mean she was maybe 15 16 at this time when she did back and forth so when they were asking her stuff she was like i don't know you have to ask what robert thinks you know that that was her thing and then years later i met her again and we ended up hanging out one night with um kg Mm. he was he was producing some of her kg from naughty by nature um, album and 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 we ended up going out and she was just a lovely person, lovely spirit. Yeah, rest in rest peace. Rest in peace to her. Now, even somebody you mentioned Naughty by Nature, but even like somebody like Tretch, like how did, how did that, that relationship open up? That I actually met Tretch. Um, so I was an. I went to become an extra on the Juice movie, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Juice. Yes. And um, so I, I went, but it was strategic. I wore one of those velour outfits with the bucket hats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't in, end up in it, but Tupac stopped me and said, where'd you get that? And mm. I, bam. Business card. <laughs> Take this business card, Mr. Shakur. Exactly. And, um. Then a few months later, I don't know who remembers Bitches with Problems, mm-hmm, BWP, mm-hmm. Yep. but I was styling them. And um, and so No Face, I was doing a lot of work with No Face Records under Def Jam label. Shout out to Mark Sex and the crew. Um, but Stretch and Tupac came to the video that day to see them because they were all from Queens. Um, Mark and Stretch and Ed Lover all it was like a whole crew and and he brought Tupac and, and so we clicked again it was another one of those biggie moments where he was like are you the girl from oh word and then I started styling him and doing his stuff and him and Tretch were tight mm-hmm. so and Tretch had I uh, remember he was hanging with him that day in June so we just kept passing and ended up 
I just became their stylist. Did, did Tupac want, like, you know, like people like when you say, like, Tupac, even if we go back saying Aaliyah, R. Kelly, were they just buying pieces you already had or they were All they were of that was the custom. They wanted the custom. Yeah. So they did custom and they bought some stuff, too, that was ready. But I think the big edge I had at that time is, like, I literally could turn it around in 24 hours. That's good. And you so had a good team. I had a great team. And, 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 and now were a lot of these customizations, like, their thoughts, like, yo, it'd be dope if you gave me a leather jacket with bird fur, you yeah. know. Or, or, yeah, or, most of them were, like, you know, I, like, Pac, Pac was, gave me a lot more um, creative control. Nice. Um, Jay was very focused. He knew what he wanted. He was just when you what say you Jay, just say, Jam Master Jay. Okay, okay. Jam Master Jay knew what he wanted. Um, Jay Z actually did most of the stuff I did for Jay Z was stuff that I already made. Mm. That so he and he bought. was just fucking with it. He was just going hard. Um, um, Biggie. Biggie, I did both, but he did both. So I did custom for him, but a lot of this stuff he did, like the rough and rugged suit. That's I have a polar fleece um, sweatsuit coming out for Christmas. That I, it's a rendition of a sweatsuit that he wore a lot. It gets a lot of coverage, and and I had to recreate it for the movie All Eyes on Me. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's I'm gonna drop it around that same time. Nice. That's so dope. So on com. Walkaway.com. It's, How did it feel recreating stuff for that movie? Like, did you have like flashback moments or anything like sticking out from doing that? I feel like my my my, my stomach is like, excuse me, guys. You gotta fill it up with this. I didn't this eat fruit today. Juice. I've been going hard, you guys. Yes, I've been this working. Is why you still snatched? You running around just sipping wine? Are you hungry? <laughs> I got to get on the April Walker diet plan. <laughs> you are silly. So if you hear a little rumble in the jungle, you know what it's about. But um, no, the question you just asked me was about, it felt surreal. I didn't go to the set, you know, but when I was in L.A., I got to, Benny Boom was doing a private showing, like maybe 15 people in the room, and he called and said, do you want to come and see it? And I got to see it, and it, it was just one of those moments where it was I met the guy that played Pac who looks he looks like so yeah, he much looks so like much him. like him. Yeah. And, amazing. He, and I was nervous because they said he wasn't really acting before this but um he did his damn thing. I mean, it's good. He did a great job. It's gonna be good. I mean if you're gonna have your haters because they're just haters in the world. Yeah. But knowing Pac and knowing a lot of the stories and knowing a lot of things that really did happen, I think they did a good enough job. There was it was too much that you could get. You can only get but so much in an hour and a half, two right. hours. But they did a great job. Yeah, I mean the way he looks, the way he, and you know, even look like straight out of Compton. You know, look like Cube's son. Like how much yep. he didn't do much stuff. I mean, he was amazing. Even the kid we, you know, I met the but kid he's who Ice Cube's son, like. Yeah, but th- th- he's th- being coached by Ice Cube, and he looks just like him. So even if he would have just kind of been like trash Bandicoot, I feel like people still would have fucked with it because he looks so much like him, and it's just like he's being coached by. Yeah, his dad. but we judge people. They too didn't much. have. They didn't let uh, Easy E Son play him. Yeah, but he did a great job. He did you an know, Cube job. son, but uh, you know, I, when does that movie come out? Um, I for the first. So it was supposed to come out in September. I've heard rumors that it might be pushed back to November, but between September and November. 
Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be a dope one. I'm, I I definitely want to see it. So so even like when you talk about like we spoke about Aaliyah, we spoke about R. Kelly, we spoke about Biggie, we even spoke about Jay and your father managing mm-hmm, him and Jazz mm-hmm, Hope. Mm-hmm. Even spoke about Naughty by Nature and Tretch, right? But um, somebody that was very influential that um, you know, I don't think anyone in the fashion industry at that time, particularly in hip hop and in in that culture, would think Mike Tyson would particularly wear Walker wear. And I remember watching him fight in the ring with uh, Walker wear, you know, boxing shorts. Mm-hmm. With Walker wear, um, you know, um, so the, you know how they, the crew neck. But it was like ripped style. Right. You know how boxes, boxes do their their own type of, uh, So you know. we did a towel for him. That's what we okay. did that was crazy. That what you're thinking I think of is we actually, he wanted, he, 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 wanted he was like, i want to come out in a towel and i'm like a towel he's like yeah just cut it so we cut it here and he wore it like a shirt just the towel part mm. and he put two big w's on it and it was it was beastly it was just crazy now take us back how did how did how did you even meet mike tyson so now naughty see how the world is so like it all comes together he came home he just come home and he had, was having his first fight, fight in in Vegas, and I went out to Las Vegas with Shaquem and Tracy Waples and um, Naughty and Latifah. We all were going to the fight, and and they were like, um, "We're going to this party. Mike is having a party, a barbecue. Um, you want to go?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" You know, <laughs> right? So, so I went, and it was it was off the chain, and and and. and we were sitting over there, and I see his sister Jackie, who I knew Jackie um, forever from Brooklyn, from when we were kids. And she's like, April, come over here. I want you to meet somebody. And I went over, and I met him. And I was in shock. He was like, I, I, I read about you. I know about you. So many people came up and told me about you, Tupac and Tretch. And, you know, he just had a list. And he, I'm a fan. So I was like, Really? You know, because it's Mike Tyson. Yeah, sure, right. sure. So I went back to New York. I went back to my office, and I put together a box. that I did product place for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I did do product sure. placement for him, and I sent him some stuff. And, and then I got a call a few months later from his management, like, what are you doing with your company? And he was like, you should come and talk to us. So that just open the door for a whole new business relationship with his merchandising and stuff. That's so dope. Yeah. And and, and what about, like, you know, wearing it in the ring? Because keep in mind, right, I want to bring the internet to, like, today's world. If Premium Pete has a clothing line, it's called, you know, whatever. Pee-pee. No, no PP. It's called Forget Pee-pee About wear. It, right? It's called Forget About It, right? <laughs> So I have a call the line. If I'm I'm cool with so many different people, I get people to wear shirts. Relationships. Right? Through my relationships. But it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get Mike to wear it in the fucking ring. ring. Yeah, that was, it was nuts. That was God. God was shining his light on me. I will, I will say that first. It, the stars lined up. So um, we're working together and a few things. It's relationships. I have to say... Um, how did that? I think he suggested it because we were working together. He was like, um, "You want to make some shorts?" And I'm like, "He he, he was Grant. Remember Grant, the, 
the yes. guys. Have, so yes. I know him at this time. I mean, I knew him then when he was first. He was hustling like me, trying to get it out there, and and so he's talking to him about his boxing, you know, gloves for the fight, and he's like, "You want to make the shorts?" and I made the shorts, but then he added on the towel, which just added so much more to sure. it when he came out with those two big W's. And then he had the WW on his, um, and then, and then in that moment, I'll never forget, um, when he did his weigh-in and he had to do a press conference, his team was relationships to your point about mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Gordy Groove, shout out to Gordy <laughs> Groove. Groove too. So we were all in Vegas. I was between Vegas and there. And he called me like, yo, we got a press conference. I think I can get your banner in the MGM in the ring. Can you get down here right now with it? I'm going to sneak it in. We're going to sneak in the back door. We're going to get up there, just bum rush it. And we did that. And I, I have a picture to this day. Like we're up there putting it up and we got away with it. You know how much that costs for the MGM to, I mean, well, sure. just those moments, you know? Sure. Now, let me ask him, when people seen him walking down the, you know, the ring and, and coming to the ring and, and in the ring with Walker around, how many how many pages did you get on your beeper? Because it had to be a beeper time, huh? <laughs> you know what? It's so funny. It's like a foggy memory to me then. I just remember being in awe because I went to the fight and I just was like, wow, this is crazy. But to this day, everybody that's cool with me, they said that was their moment for walk away. Yeah. Like they remember. They said, I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing. And I remember when he came out in the ring. I was like, we made it. That's yeah. how you, you know, because it's <laughs> teamwork. So everyone's like, Dag, that's me. That's my girl. We made it, you know. So that that was a big moment. Yeah. And and it's a proud moment. I mean, I think anybody who has, you know, this day and age, and like, you know, we always talk, and I tell you why, there's a million call them brands, there's a million podcasts, there's a million bagel stores, there's a million, million pizza stores. But, uh, you know, I think it's what you do that separates you apart and the relationships you build. So a lot of people always, you know, a lot of people may have something better or more money and <clears throat> excuse me they'll, they'll never understand about how does this person get Mike Tyson to wear they don't understand it's not about the money sometimes about the relationship absolutely the people within the camp the people who's friends with this one and who believes in you and really who wants to see you win and God is her publicist she putting that good I energy that. into the universe there and the go. universe is going to take care of her because she's doing what she needs to do yeah God, yeah, but God, does, God listen, don't, don't do that no 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 I believe in God but I will say sometimes she, I love the side like nigga we will jump you no 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 sometimes God don't be listening to me so you because act it's right. not in it's your not time. time exactly it's in God's time exactly yeah but sometimes you thank God God didn't listen to me and some of the stuff well preach it sister so, sometimes start. he don't be listening but you know what um, <laughs> now as we further along so Walker Ware you know went on for 25 years mm-hmm. now but 26. but at, 26 right plus Okay, 26 plus. Mm-hmm. She trying to drop them accolades. You better get these numbers right, okay? But, you better hit her with that plus. But after... 26 plus. But after, um, you know, you wind up doing all these different things, you right. kind of slow down with Walk Away for right. a while, right? Okay. Yeah, meaning from stores and stuff like that. Right? Crash and burn. Mm-hmm. Crash and burn. Now, even... Now, before this... Like, how long is... When, when did FUBU come out? Fubu came out. I don't know when they came, came out. out like, like maybe ninety. No, they came out before that. Oh. I think in like I want to say the early nineties, but like I want to say like ninety 
93, 94. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but they came out early 90s. Now, weren't a lot of people around you, you know, uh, some of these people who went off to start other brands like that? Like, wait, I forgot the guy. Tony who... Showman worked yes. for me. He was my first sales rep. Hired him. Um, he was from Seattle. And he came to me. I was doing a deal with Cross Colors. And he came and met me in, in L.A. And Anyway, he was the bomb. You know, he sold. He was he was a great sales guy. And he, he, I remember we started clashing. He wanted to run the ship. And I was like, this is my ship. And he'll tell you the same thing. And he was like, I got to go do my own thing. I was like, please do. And he started Mecca. <laughs> well, he started Mecca. He started Aniche. Okay. Yeah. He started Paris. Yeah. But he got his training in School of Hard Knocks with Walkerware. Yeah. Who who else uh, was on the Danny name, Shaw. Danny Shaw. Danny Shaw started with me. Uh, Danny was a kid from East Flatbush hustling, trying to get it, get, trying to figure it out. And I was like, come come up to the office one day. And he became my assistant and got his training. And he started Pure Players, Ten Twenty Blues. Started you know these forty fifty million dollar companies. Sure. So a lot of people. When 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 you think about you know those people who you know started clothing lines and, and brands around the time that you were doing it. You know, they respect what you brought to the game, and I'm sure you respect what they brought to the game. Absolutely. Do you think, like, nowadays, the brands that been out, even, like, do you think they really care what, and I don't mean you personally, but what you brought to the brand anymore? Uh, I think that the game has changed so much. It's a, it's it's just different, man. I think everything, so so... So technology is great. It's like you said, a blessing and a curse, right? Because we are living in the age of distractions. So um, everyone has ADD, so to speak. It's like they scroll. So the last thing you see is what you're going to like until you wake up tomorrow morning. And then it starts again. There's no brand loyalty anymore. There's none. And, And I think that it's hard to really reach people and drown out the noise. We had Cool V here in, in here. Uh, Cop Master Cool V was Bismarck's did. DJ. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, he's been around a minute. Mm-hmm. And he made a dope point of where he feels old school and new school should go on tour. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so they could learn, you know, people could learn the old school right. and the new school could learn the old school. And it'd be such a great, and I think, you know, that's that's great to, you know, bring them back together and, and, and let them explain. You know, so many times you hear in hip-hop, like, you know, all old people complain about the, the, the new music and the new music complain about their old heads. But I think there's a lot to be learned. So that was the reason, one of the reasons I wanted to come back with Walkaware. I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I do a bunch of different things. But um, wanting to inspire people was one of them, but also... One of my models, well, my my mantra for WalkAware is bridging the gap of Generation X and Y. Mm. And I do it through fashion without being preachy. But what it allows me is to do what I'm doing now and share story, do storytelling, sure. to talk to people and to let that 22-year-old that just saw a fresh dress that goes on Twitter and says, Oh, my God, I didn't know you existed. Thank you. Yeah. Or that email I got on LinkedIn the other day from... A girl in the UK that's a footwear designer that said, so I'm watching Fresh Dress and I'm a footwear designer in the UK and I am really have this dream of starting my own line and all I see is all these men and then you pop up. Thank you. Now I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. That's why I yeah, do that's what dope. I do. You know? That's dope. You know, it's dope to see that. And shout out to uh, Mass Appeal and uh, 
Who put the Sasha fresh dress out with Sasha Jenkins? Uh-huh. And, but who, who was um, that? CNN. CNN. Yeah. Film. It's funny that they. It, it was Capone CN- and Noriega. No, 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 not okay. Capone and Noriega. CNN. I'm here for uh, it. As. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, when you speak about being a serial entrepreneur, to me, you're also um, somebody who's very inspirational. Uh, I love following you on uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, whether it be Walker Wear or I am April Walker, where you have this thing you created called Walker Gems. Right. You always speak about what it takes to, you know, get through things in life and, what you know, just like inspirational shit. And I know sometimes people don't want to really hear the, uh, uh, you know, um, rev run in the bathtub um, type uh, tweets because, you know, sometimes I'm positive Pete or political Pete or, or, or what else you call me, Pastor Pete, you know, but I really enjoy some of the stuff. And you know what? I actually screenshotted some um, quotes and, you know, I want to shoot them out and you tell me what they really mean. Okay. Like it says, um, most goals come with a price tag. Mm-hmm. You want to know yeah. what that means? Most goals come with a price tag. That just means that we all have dreams. We all have aspirations. You got to put a number to it and reverse engineer. You have to figure out what that first determine what you want and then determine how you're going to get it. Meaning like, how much is that going to take? And then back up into it. Then take the bike and reverse engineer and say, this is the number I need. Okay, so in four years, I need $40,000. Then I need to start putting X up. And then I'll get the rest from whatever. But you can do it. It's a will. There's a way. But you're not going to do it by clicking your heels. You need to figure out the number and start working it out. Shout out to the uh, Scarecrow. Um, Except where you are and where you are not. Who you are. And who you are not. That's just me saying, like, be you. There's nobody that can be you better than you. And I think that why I said accept where you are is because I think so many of us lose the magic of life because we're always looking ahead or always not being able to be happy and content in the moment where we are. It's fine to want to be more and to want to get ahead and have these dreams, but you have to be able to just be. Yeah. And, and you know, not only looking ahead, I think a lot of us, particularly me, we also look in the past. We look in the past yeah. and we look from side to side. We're not like a horse or with running our own race. We like, oh, she got this or he got this or mm-hmm. he got his show is better or this one is that or her fashion brand. Who cares? It's, mm-hmm. it's you are your own competition. Accept who you are and be that. Mm-hmm. Someone was just telling me that. I feel like this is a confirmation. So someone was just telling me about the song Roll Your Boat. Like the the meaning, like row, row, row your boat. Like focus on your journey. Focus on where you're going. Right. And then you just came and said that. So I just got to redirect and refocus. Stop looking Surfboard. at these other hoes. Yeah, don't row, worry rowing. about it. Okay. Um, don't exist. Instead, insist. Mm. That means, yeah. She's a rapper. Look at this. <laughs> she got bars. Yo, she's a rapper. When that mixtape coming out? Y'all got jokes. Tell me about this. Don't exist. Instead, insist. It's too many of us that are aiming. So I say, raise. basically, you have dreams, right? You have to aim. And too many of us are aiming too low. So we're hitting that mark instead of aiming high. So if you want something, dream big because your dreams are only going to realize what you dream. You'll only realize what you dream. If you're dreaming a nine to five that you hate every day, 
that's what you're going to live. Whatever you believe in your mind is what can exist. And and I just mean don't don't take less. Insist on that. You could do it. it. Will it? I agree. I agree. You know, and that's why it's possible. That's why I like these Walker gems because you know it's like I like anything that gives you insight to think and to you know keep your mind open and focused because in this day and age we spin so much that you know you could just spin out of hand. Uh, last one on the Walker gems is. It's not other. It's not another person's responsibility to believe in you. It's yours. Amen. Now, obviously, that's self-explanatory. But I want to hear your, you know, opinion of, of of writing these things. Too many of us look for other people to validate our worth, and I think that it's you, it's your life, and you don't need somebody else to be a cheerleader. You need to be your own cheerleader. You need to. Believe in yourself. You expect other people to believe in you. But if you don't believe in you, other people will never believe mm. in you. So let it start and end with you. Church. Because because at the end of the day, if you are going to take up that entrepreneurial life and be about that life, don't expect other people to be. Because what you're going to remind them of is what they're not doing. We all have that potential. So I'm not judging it. Because I don't think we're all built to be entrepreneurs. But no one wants to hear about your dreams every day if they're not going for theirs. So it's not personal. You just need to study, stay quiet, be like the ninja, and attack your your own dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I always tell people, listen, people believe in people who believe in themselves. Absolutely. You can't, you know, like you said, you can't expect people to believe in you if you don't believe in believe yourself. Believe in you. I always say, even like, you know, like whether it be clothing line or sneaker stores or podcasts or whatever people do, I've had so many people come up to me and be like, "Yo, Premier Pete, man, yo, I'm a big fan, man. Yo, I got a podcast, but it's it's all right. Like we we, we yeah, ain't doing yeah. what you're doing. Your and words in my are mind, powerful. In my mind, I'm like, man. Come at me correct, man. Come at me like, yo, and he doesn't have to come at me like, yo, my podcast is better than fucking whatever you did. No, it could be like, yo, we got a dope podcast. Right. You know, let me believe what you believe. Absolutely. Don't put yourself down because, you know, if you, it's like, I always tell, it's like a girl. If she sits there and is like, I don't give good sex and I don't do this. So what the hell am I want to mess with you for? You know, I'm about to mess with your friend, you know. <laughs> But you know, and 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 uh, you know, one thing that um, I'm very upset that I never got to meet uh, my my Brooklyn crush that April's friends with is Rosie Perez. Oh, Rosie! Yeah, yeah, I'm very upset, man. I'm very upset that well, I haven't we, met her. Maybe yet. you will make that. But happen. I won't tell her that. I don't fan out for people, so and it's not about fan. I just think she's sexy, so well, you know. Good but I already people. have my problem with uh, Latin women. But you know, I already had, I already signed divorce papers <laughs> for that shit. So I'll stay away from her. <laughs> but when I was away, you know what's so funny? When I was away, there was a Italian dude. And that. I'm never getting on that bad side. No, With the Italian dudes. No, no. no what I'm saying is, when no. I was away, there was an Italian dude that uh, swore up and down that he that he was messing with her for a long time. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't. I won't bring that up to her. But I I, I don't remember. Maybe I do remember his name. But um, yeah, I'm just saying. Tell me later. And I was like, really, motherfucker? You got you got to remind me that every day in the joint. That's probably why it was probably a lie. It could be a lie. It could be a lie because I mean, Guys but, you know, then again, talk about it. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, if 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 he had some you know um, great moments with her, even though it was acting, you know you know uh, um, Bobby. I, I met him. He's really nice. Yeah, really good people. Yeah, I mean, it's just she she reminds me of such a Brooklyn she Spanish is. girl. She is like yo, honestly, like her 
her loudness, her voice, her moves, her mannerisms are such to me. Just to me, I mean, I'm and sure. You're thinking ma- old Rosie. Yeah, thinking Mookie. Yeah, she's she's. She's calm now. Yeah, very much. She was oh, I'm sure she's old enough. She's probably drinking uh, uh, pomegranate tea right and shit. Now. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, sipping on a green juice. But you know what? We're going to go into one of our segments that we have here. Right. And uh, it's dope. Uh, and I really enjoy it. And we're going to get right to it. Miss Lissa, X Pete. Okay, we have, uh, well, you know, the internet therapist. We have a couple submissions this week that people emailed us. Okay. So for those that don't know, X Pete is, is, is basically just... You know, whatever you got going on in your life, anything. You know, if you want to let, you know, listen know or let me know about if it's if it's girlfriends, if it's jobs, if it's family, whatever the fuck it is, you email the, at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com and we'll read it off. And, you know, on, on an episode, if it's not no dumb shit, we'll read it off and, and, and give you some fucking good advice. You know, the internet therapist. And I told you, too, if you want, leave your phone number in there and we'll have one of our assistants contact you. And maybe we'll even call you up live on the next episode and, and try to help you out with your fucking problem. Okay, so our first submission comes from a guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say your name. Don't worry, you're safe. So, But did he say his name? His email says his name. Okay, okay. I keep telling you this. I'm kind of figuring, I feel like you wrote this. His, okay, so his name is Pete. I'll Get do that. Get the fuck out of here. His name is Pete. That's okay. just the crazy part. So, ask Pete. My wife and I have two kids, one five and one. Both boys. We argue about discipline. Sometimes I like to raise my voice to get their attention, and I think it works better than her more calm soft approach and she likes to tell me to stay calm and ignore the little temper tantrums that i believe he gets from me most of the time her style works in public and when we're out but when we're home i feel like the oldest gavin likes to see how far he can push my buttons and he sure does like when he plays spider-man on my couch he's going in like when he plays spider-man on my couch to my recliner this language. Really? Yeah. I don't want the youngest Luke. He does he dropping names. This is Drake. I don't want the youngest Luke to learn the crazy shit early. So I really want to know is how both of you would handle this situation. Don't get me wrong. My kids are great 90% of the time. It's just when you have to say no to Gavin, sometimes he flips out. And I mainly think it's my wife's free will parenting to blame. Her famous words are Oh, it's fine. What what is it hurting? Help. Well, well. First off, uh, thanks for the submission. And uh, man, go have a drink. Uh, yeah, poor Gavin. Go have, go have a, no, not Gavin. Don't pour the kid a drink. But you, you definitely have yourself a drink. Gavin might need some Similac. Chill out. He might need a little. No, nah, nah, you know what it is. Little thimble of some Hennessy. He might be teething. The situation that he's having is very normal, and it's it's okay to have one versus the other. And what I mean by that is. The father's a little bit more strong, uh, you know, um, yelling like, hey, listen, you listening to me, boy? And and, and the mother's kind of like calm, cool, and collective. And it's good to have that, but she needs to respect that there needs to be times where he's going to reprimand and she's going to be calm, cool, and collective. You know, I think that if you let it go, you know, from having an older kid, I'm being honest with you, when you let it go, it only festers later on. And they feel like they could get away with it. So, you know, sometimes you need to be stern. I mean, look, I have almost a 17-year-old and a 1-year-old. You know, when he's doing something, I'm like, oh, oh. I look right at him. Like, 
don't be doing that shit. <laughs> not because he needs to know. And, and, and I'm not saying yell at him, but you need to raise your voice or you need to give him that look. And I feel like you, as parents, I feel like the, the, the team, that's the thing. Like people look to be so compatible. It's not only about that. It's about like one helping the other. You know, even like April was talking about how uh, your mother, your mother was more organized, and your father was a free-willed person. So if he met the same person, they'd be lost. You probably wouldn't even be here today. You'd probably be scratching off lotto tickets all day. You know, yeah. <laughs> think about it. What I'm saying is, they had somebody who really the opposites attract. But keep his life in order. Yeah, yeah, most definitely keeps everything in order. I definitely feel like when it comes to discipline, though, because it's something I am struggling with. It's best when the parents are both on the same page. Like, you don't want to be the lenient, oh, it's okay, mom, and then you have the father out here looking like a crazy tyrant because he's the disciplinarian. So if you guys could find a happy medium, that would be great. Also, something that sometimes works for me, well, now that she's older, it's a little bit different because she knows how to manipulate, but is when your child does something wrong, ignore them. Don't even give them your attention. But then when they do something great, that's when you just praise them so then they'll understand that if they want to get your attention, they're going to get it by doing the right thing, not the wrong thing. Because a lot of times when we do bad things, we just want someone to show us that they care. So try that. What about you, April? Do you have children? I don't. I have nieces and I have a nephew. I have nieces and I have a nephew, though, and they are um, they, they're growing. So you cool on April. Yeah. Yeah, you don't... You don't well, how do you do think she was able to build a career? You think it's easy with kids? It's not easy. She got to deal with a, a guy complaining. I don't know what's going around. on because she got a ring shining in my face. <laughs> now, it's on the right hand, so I'm trying to figure I don't know. But I'm nosy. Let's dig in real quick. That could be what's from Jay-Z. Nah, it's not Becky from... Becky with the good hair. from Jazzo. She... Jazzo ain't buying nobody no rings right now. That boy on the subway. Nah, no, don't this do is, that, this is a ring I've had for a long time. I pull it out once in a while. I'm I'm wearing it now. I wasn't wearing it for a while, but this is this is I've had this ring for a long oh, time. Okay, so it's no symbolic like love moment. What's the next submission? So our next one comes from Aaron Cheer. My name is Aaron. Love the show. I'm an aerospace engineer, and he puts Capricorn in parentheses, who is making a career change into the footwear innovation. The goal is to land a job at Nike. I've been a Nike head since the 90s, and I want to inspire and change the way we make shoes. I've reached out to over 20 current employees and visited Portland twice in the past four months. My question is, what is yours and Miss Lissa's current professional goals? Why are you asking? You want to go on a date? What advice would you have for someone looking to make a career change? What are your thoughts on fake it till you make it? What are some examples of creative ways people have grabbed your attention when asking for connections or advice? Holy he shit, done how many questions? Whole, he got a whole essay. What, what's his name again? His name is Aaron. Okay, listen, Aaron. First hey, of hey, all. Hey, King, how you doing? So if you don't want to be with the Combat Jack show anymore, don't worry. You can definitely transition and do something That's new. That's not A King. You sure? No. Okay. The, who, who, anyway, the dude's name is Aaron, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Aaron, listen. First off, salutes to being a Nike head. But if you want to broaden the horizon, you're in Portland. You have so many. You have Adidas there. You have so many things. If you want to get into footwear and be innovative, you could get into any type of footwear company that is out there. Why not try and work for Under Armour? Why not try and work for Adidas or Nike? It don't just have to be Nike. I think sometimes, you know, keep in mind, one of my friends was telling me that Nike gets 
one million resumes a month, I think, of people. Right. So, you know, yeah, you know, it's very tough. And Adidas is on the motherfucking rise. And not (laughs) saying that you'll get in over there, but what I'm saying is... Go see what Champion is doing. No, Champion's... We're not talking about them for footwear. They got... They... They definitely ain't doing too much. They ain't pay less. So maybe he can go and elevate them and get them popping. Maybe he should go to a lower end of the totem pole. And then that way he'll be like, you know, get more attention. Get his get his experience going first. Like sure. I, I, I'm sitting here with triple threats on right now. And that's Danny Shaw. Once again, he started a line. But he basically took all the hip-hop brands. I'm wearing Onyx because I was Onyx's stylist, so it makes sense for me. But, you know, like, he he was strategic in doing that, and sometimes I'm saying you got to think outside the box. I know I just jumped into your advice. No, 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 we wanted that. We wanted that. Let me ask you something. Wait, let's go through his questions and, like, answer all 17 of them. No, we're not answering all 17. Hold (laughs) up. But sticky fingers. Was was he always yelling when he talked to you when you styled him? (laughs) It's like, yeah, let me get that, let me get, let me get, let me get that, let me get that overall. No. No? Cool cat? Real cool. Yeah. Yo, so the first question is, what is your current professional goal, Pete? My current professional goal? Mm-hmm. To, um, to turn all my dreams into reality and to spend time with my family and, and, and be able to leave them, um, better than, you know, and when, they, when you were here? When I was here, yeah. And what about you, Miss Walker? I think he just stole the mic. He just he just dropped the mic right there. Nothing can come behind that. Mm-hmm. That was a good answer. Thank you. Pete. Thank you. <laughs> I Thank think you. I'll say ditto. Al. Cheer. Don't worry. What advice would you have for someone looking to make a career change? Um, do it. Do your homework. Do your homework and, you know, um, talk to people and... and, and you know, just be authentic, be real, and and there's a lot of people you know that will help. Particularly, even me, like meaning, like I I talk to so many people just because of the way they reach out. Kind of like, yo, you have like five, ten minutes to get on a phone call. I know you don't know me, but I'm trying to do this, and I right. would love to get some advice. And if they come off cool, I'm no problem. I hit them with my number, call me up. It's funny because they're like, yo, I can't believe uh, you know I'm talking to you. I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't Bobby De Niro. You know what I mean? Like, like. It is premio, premio to God, you know? <laughs> yeah, he is annoying on my phone every day. It's no honor. But, yeah, I feel like if you want to make a career change, I just feel like you should just go for it. I feel like if you're not failing at something, then you're not taking big enough risk. So just, like, you know, trusting your change and, and, and take that leap. Mm-hmm. April? I think that you're right. But I think right before you just take the leap, Plan of action. So just have a plan. Like, I think you should try to go and be a fly on the wall somewhere for a few days before you jump into the ocean. Because a lot of times it's we romanticize that other thing. The grass is greener on the Mm -hmm. other side. So you want to make sure that that's what you want to do. And that means if you have to humble yourself and do a little interning or sit in for a few days and figure out what it is to see what that is, that culture, because then you might not even like it. I have people that intern with me first. And I've had interns that say, I'm rethinking this whole thing. I I don't know if this is what I want to do. And that's exactly what I want them to see because it's not everyone's not built for fashion. You got to make sure you love it when you're making a jump like that. Yes. And... What are your thoughts on fake it till you make it? Um, 
You know, I think that, to be honest with you, I think that's something that someone put in my mind when I was young down on Wall Street many years ago. And they were like, yo, you got to fake it till you make it. And I didn't take it as being unauthentic. I took it as I, even though I had a $100 suit on and those guys had a $2,000 suit on, I made sure that I, you know, got them fresh cleaned and I had the cray flannel cologne on. And, you know, I felt like... No, no, bro. I don't fuck with okay. bro. Nah, but I, I just felt like I faked it till I make it. I, I don't think I don't see nothing wrong with it as long as like you're you're not really living the fake life to a point where it's like you're faking your life. Fake it till you make it to me is just a confidence uh, uh, boost. That's how I feel. It's not something where it's like you're making believe, but meanwhile you're struggling, or right. you're making believe, but you can't even feed your you know family. Right. You know. The, Fake it till you make it to me is just, you know, roll with the punches. Right. Fake it till you make it to me is putting things into the atmosphere. Like, sometimes you have to let the universe know what it is that you want or need. And you have to put it into, in like, the same way April was saying. Like, if you don't believe, no one else will. So, it's not about being fugazi, but it is about, okay, if I want to be a talk show host, what would a talk show host be doing right now? How would I move Absolutely. if I had my talk show? So that way, when it is time, you're ready. Absolutely. I agree with both of you. I think that it's confidence. Like that street term came from confidence, like get in where you fit in, fake it till you make it. You have to try to figure it out, and a lot of times you might not know and be figuring it out. I think life is figuring it out along the way. So that's fake it till you make it in that sense. I don't think it's not being not authentic as much as it is like, yo, figure it out as you're figuring. Like when I first started, I used to go in the factories. I, I literally would go in the factories and be like, how much does it cost for this jean pant to make it? I had no clue to what I was doing, but by the third factory, they were all saying around the same price. And that's how I learned right. not having a mentor. So, you know what? I was faking it because I didn't know. And when he said, how much did you pay at the last place? I'd say a number. But that number was what I wanted to pay. Right. And then he would be like, no, that's crazy. No, it costs this. So when I went to the next factory and then I said my number and he said, no, that number is crazy. It costs this. I know the number now because the two of them gave me a ballpark. So that's faking it till you make it. You know what I mean? Figure it out. Right. Mm. What are some examples of creators? Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. This guy has no, questions. You told, the, hold up. you told the internet and they no, came no, with no, their questions. You, no, if you no, build it, hold up, they hold will up, hold come. Up, hold up, hold up. This is not... This is what's his name? Aaron? This is the Premium Pete <laughs> Show. This ain't the fucking Aaron Show. We answered five, six fucking <laughs> questions. Did. Uh, listen, appreciate you, brother man. We hope you got uh, uh, something out of yeah, that. Internet, get involved with XP. Uh, email the uh, at the Premium Pete Show uh, at Gmail. You hear me? I do. Do it again. Okay. Email the Premium Pete Show at Gmail dot com. And wait, 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 Aaron. Dwayne Edwards, I think he might still be out in Portland. Look him up. He's yeah, he does a uh, pencil. Yeah, yeah, he does pencil. So check him out. 
you know what? Let's jump uh, right into. Um, we have. I don't an... trust people. Yep, I don't trust people. So April, just so if you don't know, I don't trust people. I'm sure you see me on Twitter tweeting. Uh-huh. I don't trust people. When we started the Premium Pete that. show, mm-hmm. we turned it into a segment. People submit every week of what and who they don't trust. Internet, you know how to get involved. Hashtag on Twitter. I don't trust people. At Miss Listen knows. At Premium Pete. At Premium Pete show. What you don't trust. Who you don't trust. And if it ain't no fuck shit, like we always say. Then we'll read it off on the show like we are now. What's the submissions? First submission comes from Real Captain Hero. People who post blank photos on IG. Hashtag I don't trust people. Yeah. What does he mean? Like the, like uh, like just a plain white background or something? I don't know. Because sometimes people post it because when you go through like, the whole pictures, it's like a big picture. You know, so sometimes it's like a method to their madness and they're just on some extra visionary shit and if you if you go to their photos not that one photo like actually go to their page it yeah, might be like it makes something yeah so stop judging i don't know i don't i i mean i don't know about really you know blank photos it is what it is it's kind of like whatever you do but i just don't trust people who have uh, uh blank uh profile photos you know what i mean mm-hmm. like eggshell type things you know like it's 2016, man. Put put something in that fucking profile picture. I don't trust people who post uh like memes. Like if most of your photos are just like words and memes or food, like I don't trust you. Okay, well then you don't trust me. Go ahead. <laughs> What's the next one? Our next one comes from Drewski 126. I don't trust people who don't know the first few bars of Notorious Thugs. Hashtag R.I.P. Biggie. Yeah, I mean it, it makes sense, you know. Young and dangerous, you know. I mean, Armed and dangerous. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, rich homie. Okay. Quan oh this shit! One. I almost rich homie Quanda. You almost rich homie. Um, you're right. It is. I'm armed and dangerous. Armed and dangerous. Ain't too many can't bang, bang with, with us. us. Straight up, we know angel dust. Uh. Nigga labeled us notorious. Felt that nigga that loved the bus. Yeah, uh. yeah, niggas be scrambling uh. and like. Uh. Uh, Violent uh, and, uh, and, and we just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. High on weed and like gin. So much smoke needs oxygen. Steadily counting this Benjamin. Nigga, you should too. If, if you, you knew what the game would do to you. Finished it since 92. Look at all the bullshit I've, I've been, been through. through. Hey, now Millie okay. Rock. <laughs> okay, no Sorry. Millie Rock. I got I'm a little right. hype. Okay. <laughs> That's how I do. April okay. got me hyped with her stories. Put it on next. way <laughs> Our next submission comes from Jamil Hendricks. I don't trust people who drink Red Bull and Monster Energy drinks. Well, that's too much, but... So I'll... you can't have Coca-Cola and Pepsi? Like, you just can't like both? Well, Mountain Dew and Sprite? A little bit of Sierra Mist? No. Like, no? Okay. No, no, I'll no. be honest with you, Monster Energy, um, it's a lot. And, you know, five-hour energy is cool, but you got to be careful fucking with them things. To be honest with you, what I'm fucking with, I'm just speaking about what I'm fucking with, Blueberry Red Bull. You get yourself a, a, a cup of ice... And pouring that blueberry Red Bull in that motherfucker, I'm telling you, official tissue. I just been drinking black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Okay. Shout That's out the to kind of girl I need down with my team, and I've really been drinking that. I've been on my white woman stuff, so I've been eating boiled eggs and sipping on black coffee, and I'm not trying to indulge in too much sugar. And is this gluten free? Like I'm trying, I really am. Well, keep on I trying. Guess I am to try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna succeed. Actually, I keep doing. Work it out. It's happening. I'm a little hungry right now, but it's okay. Let my it come stomach to growls. Life. I know that pounds are just shedding. It's going to be all good. What's next? I'm one waist trainer away from my goal weight. So, this next one is a Pete tweet. Mm. I don't trust people who put out cigarettes, then put it in their pocket. Yes, yes, yes. I had to, I had, I had to tweet that the other day because 
The problem is, is first of all, them motherfuckers smell. They do. When you put out, yo, people, let me tell you something. It's a fucking cigarette, okay? Let it go. Like Frozen said, let it go. These people, let me tell you something. I understand you pay for it. It's your fucking cigarette, right? And people just don't want to let it go. April, let me tell you something. They'll be out there smoking. Something will happen. They'll rub it on a fence. They'll rub it on the side. And they'll put it in their pocket. Do you know what a a, a put-out cigarette smells like? Yo, that shit smells horrible, Yes, man. it does. Even, horrible. Even, like, black and miles. The only smell... Cigarettes just don't smell Just smoke that. some weed and don't put it out. Finish it. And then go home, Google April Walker, get your life together, get inspired, listen to the Premium Pete Show in that order. There you go. You don't need to be smoking cigarettes, okay? Cigarettes kill. Well, sometimes some people need a cigarette. If Smoke. When a- I, listen, when I'm, I'm not judging you. Whatever. Sometimes I understand life gets tough. I'm not judging whatever I'm you. Them options. Whatever you decide to do, just do. But I'm just saying, if you put out a fucking cigarette. Play with cigarette, your vagina. You thinking that nicotine is going to ease you? You may need to rub one out. Yeah, but that's for a girl. A guy could rub one out. Okay, well, so. he doesn't have a vagina, though. Well, still, men to rub one out. Well, maybe he does. Who knows? It's 2016. Anyway, we ain't judging your internet. <laughs> but um, I don't trust people. Hashtag, I don't trust people on Twitter. Add us, Premium Pete, Premium Pete Show. Miss Listen knows. Let us know who we, or what you don't trust. And we'll read it off on an episode. Um, so, April, uh, as we end this episode, we'll get to a couple more things. It's dope just to hear, you know, one of the reasons I wanted you on here, not only because, you know, we're friends, is because it's dope to just hear your story. It, You know, I, it, even though I know it so well already and, you know, heard it so many times, I don't even look at it like that. But it's dope just to know the moves you made, the relationships you built, um, and then also hear the what you're doing now, just continue to be an entrepreneur, continue to inspire people, continue to do, like, you know, a lot of, um, you know, what what do you do? What do you do uh, online? What do you do like webinars? And- yeah, so I'm doing a lot of for the fall. I'll be doing a lot of online webinars again um, for people that want to BYOB, be your own brand, uh-huh. and then also for entrepreneurs and startups. And then I have a Walker Gym's book coming out for Christmas. Uh oh, Santa Claus is coming. There Saint you Nick. Go. So get your Christmas list together. Make sure I'm on it. And um and then you know fashion film you know the fashion film series stuff i'm working on so yeah hopefully that'll be coming soon listen there's a lot of things in store for april and uh you know it's it's like i said it's it's good to it's good that you're still able to propel and you know it's funny because you're one of the people you know i feel like i met not many but a good amount of good people later in my life who i feel like they you know like like they were meant to be in my life, you know. Like there's yeah, a there's a, a couple there's a couple people that way that you know friends turned into family, and you know. But you don't really find that a later lot. on in life. No, you know. No, you don't meet You're people right. late in your life that you become so cool with and 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 that you understand. And you know, uh, as I know, you appreciate me and I appreciate you. And you know, I mean, there's so many things that I've been through, Miss Lisa, and up and down where she's just been an ear. Um, you know, um, a shoulder, just, you know, insight, just, just, just life shit. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, good to have friends, um, you know, who have good hearts and, uh, you know, and you got I appreciate a big heart. you. Yeah. I appreciate you. Ditto. Yeah. You see, ditto, ditto is my chair. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we all have our little sound bites. I also appreciate you. And just like 
being a woman in this male-driven industry, I can appreciate the fact that you never, like, compromise your integrity. And that you, have to, you stuck to your guns. So. Thank you. Because it's really hard. It really is hard. And you are a beautiful woman, so you could have easily you. have swayed these men and used your beauty to get where you are. But you didn't. And a, a lot of the times it's harder, but it's worth it. It's, it's always a challenge. But... Yeah. And, and and she's embracing as she gets older, you know. She has she put in the gray with yeah, the fashion. Yeah, hiding it. This is my stripes. I yo, yo, this. let me tell you something. That's what I love about people. Like you know, obviously you could tell you're somebody who always been into like some type of fashion, where it's like who knows what you were doing as a kid, like just trying to put something together right. with something. I could see it. But the point I'm, the point that really you know is funny to me is uh, at my uh, son's baptism at the party. I met one of my friends later on said. Who's that lady with the great hair? She said, mm-hmm. she, she looked like a, a young, sexy, older woman, you know? And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's April Walker, man. And it's funny because it's like, you know, it, it reminds me of that. Even like, what's that guy's name? You know, uh, Nick, uh, the guy with the gray hair. He's like a fashion guy. His name's like Wooster or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, but like, it's, fu- it's funny to see people who always been about that life. But when they get older, it's not like they're like, I'm old now. Right, right. Uh, you know, I'm not really about this fashion life. Now nah, they're like, yo, I'm going to propel mm-hmm. for, forever. You, right? Forever. Like, you may have a cane, mm-hmm. MCM. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, when you get older. You may get a walker and you may, you may <laughs> put some. April walker. Yeah, yeah. Bling it out. Bling it out. Bling it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Get that customization going. You know? But, um, you know, I, I, I think that it's uh, exciting to have an episode that people could really look back on and just get some insight. You know, so I guess what we'll leave the internets is being that walk aware is what propelled a lot. And then also your wittiness, your style, your sense of humor uh, to build relationships. That's what really helped it. So internets, I always tell you, um, even me, I'm a, I'm, I'm a good product of that. Building relationships will take you, I mean, endless. You know, you never know where they go. So stop just trying to look at what you get from somebody. Don't have no ulterior motive and build a relationship that's pure. And, and you know, and I will say this being that walk away was built on clothing and this, you know, a lot of your push came from fashion and clothing. And then even though you pioneered through everything and meshed it and everything, what's the difference, you know, um, from, you know, years ago to now of open a clothing line? In the sense of what you would give some of these young kids, because everyone's open, you know, clothing lines these days. You know, what's some advice you would give them, you know, for opening right now? This is probably the best time to have a business because you have the internet and we didn't have that resource. So you could go straight to your consumer. That was one of the reasons your consumers are on the internet. You just have to find a way to find them, you know, and to talk to them. And I say being authentic. So, This is not my quote. Let me start with that. But it's something that stuck with me in this entrepreneurial book I read called Crazy is a Compliment. If if you're trying to get your thug on, get that book. They say be flossome, not awesome. So the more authentic you can be, the better it will turn out for you. Your customers want to enjoy the journey with you. So don't try to hide behind the curtains like you're the Wizard of Oz. You know, the Wiz and the Wizard of Oz. Don't try to be that guy. No, show them. Show them your pain moments. Show them your hustle. Show them your grind. And watch them watch you as you elevate yourself in your journey. And they will ride with you doing that whole time. Mm. Mm, there you go. Internets, make sure you visit walkaware.com. Check out what she's doing. I am Maple Walker. 
walk aware on Twitter and Instagram. Just keep you know keep up to date with her and see what she's doing. For those people who know about walk aware, know about the history, and know about you know the pioneer that she is and how she really helped you know just just I feel like just not only ladies but just the urban community just meshing things and you know, there's a lot of things you know if you know about that then uh, you know I'm, I hope you really appreciate this episode. If you don't know about it, you know, then learn, you know, and keep an open mind and even, you know, take an opportunity to do, you know, do your Googles and find some extra things out. Some of the things we spoke about, um, you could Google and look. There's a lot of pictures out there of, you know, Big or Tyson or, you know, just different moments, you know, and uh, Pac, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, like, I'll be honest with you, you know, uh, and I'm going to leave on this note. My daughter is 16. I'll, you know, um, I tell her, like, yo, you got Google at your fingertips. You know, you take advantage of that. And she'll be like, ah, it takes time. Really? Right, compared to really? what we had compared to do. Compared to what we had Get to do. Get on the train, Come go on, to man. the library, start Rabbi researching. You know? That's crazy, man. That's crazy. But anyway, internets, listen, um, believe in yourself. And, and like we said before, people believe in people who believe in themselves. So whatever you want to do, take a risk. Even if you have a day job, you know, for the moment, take your risk, build your empire, build your brand. Um, and, be a and, side gigger. Yeah, sure, be a side gigger. And thank you, April. Thank you for thank being you for a friend. And thank you for, you know, coming on the episode. Always. Listen, we out. Al. See you next episode. We're going to be right here next Thursday. Cha-cha. <laughs>